0: crad Network.
1: <laughs>
0: Borag-dong, Earthlets! My name is Conrad, and welcome to another part of Space Spinner 2000's Judge Dread Complete Case File Collections! With this series, we're collecting our coverage of Judge Dredd from his earliest adventures onward so they can be read beside the comic collections that Rebellion publishes. We'd love to be your accompaniment to Judge Dredd's many adventures. For this, we're onto Case Files 2 now, and after 60 or so issues, the adventure um, in Mega City 1, the, its surrounding areas, and some time on the moon, as well as a full robot war, Judge Dredd is ready to not just get epic, but mega epic! To that end, this case file has not one, but two mega epics. Both two nearly six-month-long stories, The Cursed Earth and The Day the Law Died, also known as Judge Cal or Judge Caligula. These stories build on the foundations laid down the previous Case Files, and to me, this is where Judge Dredd really comes into his own as both a character and artistically, I guess, the way he's drawn. The Cursed Earth especially is where Mike McMahon and Brian Bolland establish a consistent baseline look for Dredd that was missing, I feel, in earlier issues and has been followed down even to this day. Case Files 2 covers Prog 61 to 115, with cover dates of April 22nd, 1978, to June 2nd, 1979. And they also go through episodes 17 to 34 of our podcast, though there's gaps in those episodes for annual specials, and award shows. Besides the epics, there are also a few shorter stories of dread here, uh, to, with him taking on various small-time Megacity 1 criminals, punks, exo-men, DNA men, etc., um, I'll once more caution that these are very early episodes, so we're still learning the ropes of audio production. I definitely also make some big mistakes in the course of our reviews. I got the location Mount Rushmore wrong, being so close to Mega City 1. And I, I'm sure I mispronounced a ton of names as well. I know I mispronounced Brett Ewan's name at least once in the course of this. And for that, I'm definitely incredibly sorry. Anyway, enough of this preamble. Let's get to the epics.
2: Episode 17. Prog 61 and 62. April 1978.
0: Let's leave this place and instead <laughs> get started with the cursed earth. Speaking of forbidden fruit, even they even uh the 2000 AD guys know it's a big deal cuz it opens with this huge uh like splash page of the wonders to come with the Cursed yeah. Earth. it's pretty awesome.
3: It is pretty f- Freaking great. Just yeah. explosions and death everywhere.
0: Exactly. So, uh, it turns so Judge Red's old buddy Red is in quarantine in Mega City One. He was delivering a vaccine to Mega City Two, which is up and down the California coast, but the spaceport has fallen to people who are sick with the disease. It basically like turns you into a zombie and you're after people's brains, which they call the for forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. Because the the virus is labeled uh, 2-T-F-R-U-C 2-D-Fruity
4: <laughs>
3: uh, and they also scream it when they become those things yeah so. that's right
0: the fruit 2-D-Fruity <laughs> oh, oh, oh. so of course uh, Red even though he's in quarantine uh, event, or because he's in, you know, he's in quarantine because he might have it of course he does <laughs> he ends up going nuts he kills one judge God, Judge don't Dredd, be
3: Judge Dred's friend.
0: Yeah, and Judge Dredd, who can't shoot him because it would break the seal of the quarantine and infect everybody. Has to reach in. He's to reach in with the uh, like quarantine gloves and beat Red to death with his own in-cell television. <laughs> and there's only one thing for. Him. That's what happens, dude. Yeah, I know. It's just really great to hear it out loud. <laughs> And so there's nothing else to do but for Judge Dread, he's going to have to take a load of vaccine because the spaceport's fallen to the to the uh, to the infected. He's going to have to take a load of vaccine and drive it all the way to uh, Mega City Two himself, all the way across the cursed Earth.
1: Wow! 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 and
0: So Beauty. So we finished. Judge Dredd this month with him getting kitted out to cross the cursor. He's got two vehicles a speedy one called the Land Raider and a big one called the Kill Dozer. <laughs> of them can
4: combine Dude.
0: together to become one super vehicle.
3: Shout out to the Kill Dozer!
0: Kill is pretty good. As a uh, Warhammer 40k uh, player, I'll tell you that there's a big vehicle that the Space Marines have that's called the Land Raider also. And the Space Marines are pretty heavily influenced in both this vehicle and their uh, and their motorcycles they use by Judge Dredd. It's super-duper <laughs> obvious. I but mean, anyhow. from
3: the giant eagles and all of that, right?
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I think I said before, but the two link up to form a super vehicle. He has a detachment of war droids. And it's funny when he looks at the war droids just because they sort of stand around and look sad like they're yeah. out there. Their mouths are turned into sort of like uh, frowny emojis, basically. Mm-hmm. And then also joining him will be three judges: uh, Judge Jack, Judge Judge Patton, and Judge Gradgrind. Judge.
3: Two Jack of them, there. two okay. of them, I am going to guess, are going to betray him, while Judge Jack will not.
0: Who knows, man? Judge Jack was with Dread during the Robot Revolution. Mm-hmm. They have so Dread. So the the, uh, the setup has two sweet uh, quasar bikes. And there, who who can do like scouting and other things um, for the purposes of the mission? There's only one man besides Dread that can handle one of these bikes, and that's Spikes, Harvey Spikes, Harvey Rotten, <laughs> who is a—he's uh, sort of a punk guy. Yeah, he's a—he's a perp. He's a criminal. He's in prison, and when Dread goes to goes to spring him, he finds out that he's actually that. Uh, Spikes Harvey Rotten's actually at a school giving like a scared straight um, speech. And while he's been a model prisoner up until that point, uh, Spikes Harvey Rotten uses that time to beat up his guard and then uh, try to escape. Luckily, Judge Dredd is there to beat him. (laughs) Judge Dredd takes him down and then puts him in an arm bar and says, uh, hey, you're going to come with me on this trip to the cursed earth. And be a scout because you've had experience with the mutants in the cursed earth and you're the best biker around, all right? Yeah. And under force, Spikes Harvey Rotten volunteers. Yes, you do. Guy, and uh, the whole team thunders out.
3: So I have one continuity question for you. Hit me. So part of the reason that Walter destroys his freedom papers is he says, hey, it's the anniversary of me getting them. Has it been 12 months at this point?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't. I don't actually. I don't think so. Wait, wait this is see. this
3: is Prague sixty.
0: It's been less than a year because the because Call Me Kenneth ended um in June.
1: Yeah, that's and what I thought. We're in April. Hmm.
0: But I mean, honestly, I don't know if the whole like everything's exactly in real time has hap- has started yet in Judge Dread. You know?
3: Yeah. yeah. And I and, mean, like, I was just curious.
0: Yeah, and like, there's sort of. I'd say in terms of like the real like day to day kind of thing, like there's some there's some accordion accordioning of time. I'd say mm-hmm. where like I mean like the curse we're gonna be doing the cursed earth for the next half a year or so. Jeez. It's only gonna be like maybe a month or something in terms of Judge Dredd's life. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So it could be whatever. Okay, I'm so, cool yeah. with that. So that's it. Um, we're we're off on the cursed earth. Into the Cursed Earth, a desert of the damned, where hell on earth has broken out. But we gotta get through. The future of Mega City 2 depends on it.
3: I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, Judge Dreath kill count. He killed three people this month for the (laughs) total count of 48. He's
3: doing pretty well for himself.
0: Hey, he's okay.
3: (laughs) That's a lot of people murdered.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited about the Cursed Earth oh man, it's going to be real good. There's some Lost comics in here we're going to cover. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's just, and I think in the course of this, we'll see Judge Dredd sort of morph a little bit. So that by the end, he'll have a, have like the look that if you're a long-term Judge Dredd fan, you'll really like appreciate, you'll, you'll really recognize what Judge Dredd looks like as opposed to now where he's skinnier and stuff than he has mm. previously, you know? Okay, like he sort of evolved into the modern Judge Dredd over the course of the cursed Earth, essentially. I I his, do. I, see it. I like
3: his litheness in this series, just because it reminds me a lot of heavy metal. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the art from that, um, and just kind of how the cartoons were drawn, just reminds me a lot of it. Yeah,
0: now, it's that same era, but I I think uh, I'm 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 stoked for Dredd to just kind of take on his iconic. Oh, of course. Like, you know,
2: episode eighteen. Prog sixty three to sixty six, May nineteen
0: seventy eight. Thrill 4, Judge Dread, and things start getting really awesome. Yeah, all of uh, Judge Dread this month is written by Pat Mills with art by Mike McMahon and Brian Boland. So man, the cursed earth, we're getting going. It's so good. Yeah, man, we cold open on sort of a town in the Cursed Earth where a lawgiver sentences a family to death for stealing food. Dredd and Spike Har- Spikes Harvey Rotten sort of come across the town on a recon bike trip, and Dredd stops the execution. But he's also taken into custody by the townsfolk and imprisoned to watch them die. They're sentenced to death by being eaten by hungry rats. Carried on the winds of powerful atomic war storm. Storms. One bite means death. And the roofs of all this town have spikes that are supposed to be there to kill the rats when they come flying through. It's flying death rats. (laughs) It's so bizarre and crazy. It's really ridiculous. I love it. We cut basically to a giant flying rat swarm with Dred locked in a cell. And then finally, Spike's Harvey Rotten shows up. He frees Dred, and they free the town folk. And the pair of them turn on the sirens on their bikes and lead the flying rat swarm out of town. But not before they basically devour (laughs) the lawgiver. Which was awesome. It's super awesome. It's all awesome. The swarms. It's it's really graphic. Yeah, man. They definitely show this guy getting eaten alive uh the pair turn on their uh, so they lead the, the swarm to a giant lava river and most of the swarm is killed in the fires though dread has to go fa- has a face to face showdown with the evil king rat <laughs> who dread kills with his bare hands Just squeezes it to death yeah they advise the town folks to build sirens outside of town to draw off the rat swarms and we head off but before nice. we do, we learned that Spikes spent the time while Dred was being imprisoned by the town's folks, to, like, scout around the town and find some random stuff, including a uh, sweet Colt 6 shooter and some yeah. old school, like, uh, World War II-era hand grenades. And now he's wearing one of the old hand grenades like an earring. Which is really, like, oh, God. It's really big on his head in terms of, like, yeah. earring things. I don't know it's how it works. Big as his jaw. <laughs> So, in the second half of the progs, it looks like our guys have somehow found their way to North Dakota because they go to, they ride to Mount Rushmore, which has some extra heads, Fox. Yep. It's got Jimmy Carter, has one head on one side, like to, to the left of Washington, and then to the right of Lincoln, it's some random mutant warlord named Morgar. Which
3: like impressive that they molded that into the thing,
0: yeah, totally, so the war so scouts from the warlord sort of see the see the killdozer and stuff, and the warlord orders that they be that they be brought down and the chase is on <laughs> uh, some rocks cause the land raider and the killdozer parts to separate well, it's like and, a bladed ship, right? yeah, well, there's yeah, so. Uh, in the Killdozer, d- Dread and Spikes they take down this atomic rock carving device that the mutants have, which is apparently how they carved Morgar's face in the mountain. Which right. basically is this murder yo-yo that sends out this like spinning disc that can't be stopped. <laughs> so <laughs> they capture it, and in the process of capturing it, they knock out all of the statue of Jimmy Carter's teeth. It's amazing. And, um, then Dredd and Spikes threaten to destroy, um, sort of come across the warlord who's, t- or M- Morgar, the warlord who's taken control of the Land Raider, like the second half of their vehicles that has, like, the cure for Mega City 2 and all the other judges and stuff like that in it. And they basically say, uh, let them go or we will destroy your face on Mount Rushmore. And he agrees to let them go. Yep. So finally, Dredd is on the run from Morgar. And we see a random cursed Earth dude, kind of like building some metal trees and stuff. Oh, this one's so cool. He's a mutant. So Dread and Co arrive at this homestead. They prepare to fight off Morgar, but it turns out the mutant guy actually has a is a powerful psychic. Are all and, mutants uh, like?
3: Did, are they all shown as like having white
0: eyes? No, um, I think it varies. Like they have a lot of like. There's a lot of variance as to what is and it isn't a mutant and what their powers entail and stuff. Okay. But Sorry this guy's a interrupt. powerful psychic, and he uses all the shards of metal and stuff around his settlement to take down all of Morgar's army, and it's a new day on the Cursed Earth. Damn. Yeah, he just,
3: so, yeah, this last one was awesome. This is what got me super excited for Cursed Earth. Yeah, man. It it's just, just this prophetic, psychic, super guy who's just like, yeah, I'm not coming with you, I gotta be here, but uh, you're
0: gonna fucking save a lot of people, man. There's a lot of different chapters in this cur- in like the cursed earth saga. Like the whole thing is like 25 episodes or 25 progs, but it's 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 a lot like what we're seeing now, where it's more like sort of like the whole thing's 25, but then it's sort of split up into sort of different episodes different sort of two or three prog episodes, basically. Mm-hmm. Damn, as we'll see next time when the vampires show up on the cursed earth. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So bizarre, yeah. But it's fun. I mean, I don't know. Like this saga is a really cool, like sort of seeing the world. There's gonna be a lot of there's a lot of stuff established in this in this storyline that's gonna echo through Judge Dredd as time goes by. Well, they they even do a callback like so in the Mount Rushmore
3: fight thing, right? So they're are two cars. It's like this super tank that connects together. So the first part yeah. is more of like this kind of elongated uh, truck. And the back end looks more like this bulldozer, just
0: these giant yeah. treads.
3: And the yeah, that's the uh,
0: yeah the Land Raider and the Killdozer.
3: Yeah, so the Killdozer, it's like oh, it can go over any terrain, like a hundred percent doesn't matter what, it can go over it. And so yeah. they drive up the nose of the of uh, Abraham,
0: Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like that. That was just like they said this how many pages ago when they describe this and of course the kid's gonna be like, Oh yeah, it can go up anything. Of course it, it could just like drive up the face. Like just yeah. feels like such a like I don't know. They they know their audience, they know yeah. how to make it no, cool it's very cool, especially
0: I- because apparent it's very cool especially because Hot Wheels is apparently coming out with like vehicle with uh with with cars for these vehicles. Oh so great. Which I think I we'll w- see see as the story goes on. I want them. <laughs> well check it out man. There's all this Dang. memorabilia out there to be had, it feels like. Killdozer Hot Wheels.
2: Episode 19, Prog 67 to 70, June 1978.
4: Thrill 3, Judge Dread. <sighs> <sighs> I, um,
3: I wasn't prepared for Cursed Earth. You tried <laughs> to warn me about how amazing it was,
0: and I've gone blind. Yeah, Cursed Earth rolls on, buddy. All the uh, all of Judge Dread this week is bu- or th- this this month is by is uh, written by Pat Mills with art by Mike M- McMahon. You guys rock. <laughs> so we start off. So there's two two basically two Judge Dread stories this month. First up, there's Vampire Robots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoa, totally creepy, but they're apologizing, I guess. Yeah, they feel they, bad. They seem regretful though they will still steal all the blood from your body and run off into the night. <laughs> Yeah, and this creeps out some hillbillies because their yeah. daughter done just died. A bunch of townsfolks or- organize a mob to take down the uh, the vampire robot, the vampires. dread sort of hanging out there and he agrees to come with them. Yeah, because
3: they had shown him like a bunch of like really kind hospitality even though they yeah. had very little food. And he's like, oh, they're good people. I'm going to help them out.
0: Yeah, so the vampires live in a ruined castle, which is actually uh, Fort Knox. Just sort of a relic of the Curse Earth, but I'll mention that this means that the path to Mega City 2 has taken them up to North Dakota and then back down to Kentucky. Uh, I mean, you got to get
3: around some of the obstacles that we're going to see in this. (laughs) I guess. I'm just saying
0: that, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's a safe path. Perhaps the creative team didn't have the greatest knowledge of American geography.
3: When While that may be more than likely was <laughs> look they they took what they learned from invasion and they were like, "Oh this is a place like they're going on an, on a tour
0: of i mean i'm i'm America. sure i do I'd do exactly the same thing if I had to write a story if I was under an extreme deadline and had to write a story in England, I just have them move around to different um uh English landmarks without really knowing which one was which. So, you know, it'd be Stonehenge one day and the Cliffs of Dover the next day and Hadrian's Wall the day after that and even if that didn't make any sense. Like, you know. Well, So,
3: because, like, if they just cut, like, straight across, right, like, where would they stop? It's like, ah, oh, we're gonna stop at, yeah. no, you I know. know, Daisy
0: Bates's house in Arkansas. I'm just, I'm not, like, too, I'm not mad at it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, of course. No, it's amazing. <laughs> like, I I
3: like to I like to think that hopefully it's because maybe this place is completely
0: treacherous. But yeah, that's a little far out of the way. But anyhow, um, so <laughs> Dread Spikes and the mob uh, blast their way into the into Fort Knox. Dread uh, and uh, promptly get separated. Dread talks to the vampire bots and it turns out that they're medical bots. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the townsfolk have found a hidden passage to the heart of the fort where they find and try to drive a stake into the last president of the United States of America. But how does Dredd know that? It's true, Dredd does know. So he reveals his badge of office to the robots, and they stop attacking him. And with some quick action and uh, elevator shaft diving, they manage to stop the hillbillies from killing the last president, Robert L. Booth. And then we get some sweet backstory. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the there were uh, the atomic wars that sort of caused the curth- the cursed earth started in twenty seventy and around that time the judges overthrew President Booth and in the judgment of Solomon as it's called Which is awesome. Like yeah. if that's Judge Solomon, that is a great like uh uh allegory. I think allegory, but parallel. Yeah, there's some neat stuff just here. Like, all the all these, like, 2070 judges are really motley crew. Like, some of them have – like, one of them has a beard and one of them has, like, a faceplate. Like, they have a bunch of like, – there's a bunch of, like, sort of mm. interesting looks for these different judges. But they basically – because, like, they can't really execute the last president of the United States and still sort of have legitimacy, I guess. yeah. They sentence him to a hundred years in suspended animation. Which, I mean, I don't think
3: would be that bad unless you experience the passage of time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. But they always say you don't, but then you do, like, in a demolition man or whatever. Oh, that's true. (laughs) So, he was, his frozen corpse, or his frozen body was put in, like, the basement of Fort Knox. And what with the Apocalypse War and stuff, apparently... Eventually, sort of the system started to fail around Fort Knox until it was just these three medical droids, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, left alive. Really great, by the way. And to keep the frozen, the suspended animation body of President Booth alive, they had to start stealing blood to, like, you know, give him, to, like, keep him going or something like that. Right, like, they were actually fulfilling the, the thing
3: that they were asked to do.
0: Yeah, so, for their various crimes and stuff, Dred sentences the three bots and President Booth to <laughs> a lifetime of hard labor in the Cursed Earth. Yeah, working for the Hillbillies. Yeah, and so the uh, team rides off and sort of all settled. It's we'll, uh, pretty bizarre. Yeah, it's a weird thing, like, alright, see you later, President Booth, we'll see him again in like 1500 prague so keep him in the back of your mind as we go forward Oh <laughs> really Yeah like, that's great like 25 30 years from now we're going to re- we're going to get some more background information about this story <laughs> so he's just a be aware <laughs> does he just turn into like a that's what like i haven't actually i haven't actually read that far in in the um in the in the Prague. i just know that it's a big deal and like apparently like booth has a lot of uh political like the things that are interesting about booth can be applied to our current political situation but who knows if we'll still be in that political situation by the time we get to that in the process oh god podcast. Like, let's keep in mind that, like, 1,500 products from now is going to be, like, three years, (laughs) or no, even more, a super long time (laughs) from now. Good lord. But anyhow. (laughs) Oh, you're blowing my mind. Uh, So, Dread and the crew cross, so next up, Dread and the crew are crossing the Mississippi, which is now a fiery lava flow on, like, a ferry.
3: So this this is what I kind of meant when I said like maybe they're just moving around things because yeah. if this is the Mississippi, which they say is uh, a flame of petrol, foul-smelling pollutants, and
0: nuclear wastes, for sure, and they're going across it on a fucking ferry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, normally I'd agree that that they would have to bypass it, but you have to cross the Mississippi to get to North Dakota from the East Coast, and then you, so you mm-hmm. basically have to double cross it to get from North Dakota to Kentucky, or to get from the East Coast to North Dakota to Kentucky. Right. right. But I, you know, let's not n- nitpick this too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh, the ferry master employs a bunch of aliens to run the ferry. Basically, then they're, they're all from like apparently they're all from an alien nature preserve, so they aren't. They're like alien animals not alien people i guess
3: yeah and why are they saying welcome to earth
0: well i guess it was like a place that was like accepting like alien refugees or something like that uh, yeah and, uh, and now he's enslaved
3: them it's pretty terrible. He got them from, like, a, a ranch or something that yeah. closed up.
0: But he says they're all dumb. Like, look at this guy who looks like kind of a kangaroo anteater hybrid. <laughs> he eats rocks. That's a dumb thing to do. How can you be smart if you eat rocks?
3: Yeah, by the way, the uh, the really overt, these guys are definitely racist,
0: <laughs> really played up in this. Yeah. So, Dredd disagrees, but he can't really, like... He doesn't really want to do anything to like he's got to deliver this vaccine so he can't like try to free these all these slaves and stuff
3: but he is going to send a contingent of judges later like he makes a yeah. note of like
0: I'm sending some people back here to like clean these people out right but yeah. the uh kangaroo eater guy tweak is his name <laughs> really escapes great. escapes from the fairy from the fairy master and runs out to meet up with the Land Raider as it uh, drives through the Cursed Earth.
3: And uh, then what I can only describe as... Well, two things. So first, what I can only describe as a Ku Klux Klan
0: hood in, in shadow form. Well, he's pursued by this gang of sweet-ass alien, uh, alien catchers led by the alien catcher general and his sleigh riders. Which, by the way, the
3: the... Horse thing. Well, it's definitely a horse body, but one of them is a tyrannosaurus head, one of them is a bird face, and the other one is just a
0: worm with like a billion teeth in its mouth. All the sleigh riders are different kinds of like aliens and mutants and stuff. They all got they all got horses. They all got different kinds of horses, and they're all mm. extremely dope. <laughs> yeah, they. I want a uh, a worm bore horse. It's cool, man. Uh, so dread and so. Dread ri- rides out on his bike to get Tweak, and it's Dread and Tweak against a squad of alien riders with napalm throwers. That's really great. Which leads us to the final prog, where the sleigh riders r- remain extremely awesome. Uh, Tweak <laughs> manages to gun several of them down by using Dread's bike gun. Mm-hmm. And Dread himself takes down the alien hunter general, who is like this deer head guy with like a military uniform. Yeah, he shoves a sword into him. Yeah, he takes him down with a sweet, he like knocks him off his horse with a sweet net move and then takes him down with his, like, his, with his own power sword. It's so awesome. It's a really awesome series of fights. Dread wins, but at great cost. Uh, Judge Patton, one of the judges that's accompanying the vaccine and stuff, has died, as have many of the, of the war robots, or they've been, you know, smashed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Spikes Harvey Rotten's like, all this for some dumb alien? Meanwhile, we follow Tweak where he's putting rocks on, like, a grave. This was so sad. Dread forces the grave to be dug up, and inside we find the corpses of several members of Tweek's race pretty clearly like his mate and their two children. That Dredd, died, yeah. yeah Dread quickly puts together the slave owner must have killed them because they would have been too weak to work on the line of the ferry. And so he sort of killed him and left him to rot in the, um, in the wilderness. He also immediately apologizes to Tweek. Yeah, Tweek apologizes, and then everybody in, everybody on the, uh, in the team helps refill the grave and like, you know, give, try to give Tweek's family a, a proper burial. I also want to mention,
3: um, because this kill we, we should talk about, mm. um, so yeah, the, the whole power sword thing. Uh, in one little box, Tweek reaches up with his giant hands and claws... And smashes a dude's head, and you can see the blood splatter.
0: Yeah, I want to say, so like, okay, so here's, it. so Tweak, right? He's basically like, he's like a kangaroo, <laughs> like, with an anteater head, like a kangaroo anteater, I want to say. Yeah. He's got giant, like, a giant three-fingered hands with big old claws on him. <laughs> Those claws are super strong. Yes. You don't want to mess with Tweak. he will mess you up. He crushed a man's head in his hands. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's rock, ah, so, like, whatever. I mean,
3: gotta be made of some tough stuff, I guess. Yeah, This was a really, really good Cursed Earth romp,
0: man. Yeah, man. So the team continues on, Tweek's now part of the crew. Mm-hmm. And, um... I listen. instantly like him more than Walter. Oh, yeah. Um, So this part was super awesome, like... Both the um both the action scenes, sort of attacking Fort Knox, and that you know th- the attack on Fort Knox, the backstory of the uh of yeah. uh, how the world of Dread came to be the way it is, how a and, fusion bomb was used, like yeah. oh, and then just all these this awesome fight with the uh, with the Riders and stuff. Oh Real, man, top notch stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. They did not give a shit, and it only gets better. Next month in Judge Dredd, because that's when the burger wars start. Oh,
4: I am so excited for our next recording.
2: Episode 21, Prog 71 to 75, July 1978.
4: Thrill 3 Judge Dredd. So, uh, you
3: were right. I loved this. I <laughs> wanted well, you to know.
0: Excellent. So yeah, so script robot this month is uh, Pat Mills. Art robot is Mike McMahon. Burger War, <laughs> and it's it's
3: actually a Burger War, and it's yeah. really twisted.
0: So uh, the Land Raider breaks down, and while it's being fixed, Dread, spikes Harvey, Rotten, of course, go out to do some recon. They end up in a town called In Between. They go in a diner, and Spikes orders a burger and fries and gets immediately attacked by a mob. <laughs> the townsfolk explain, um, or the townfolk start to explain, but suddenly they are under attack by the forces of the Burger King. And then Ronald McDonald and his crew show up, and it's Burger War, apparently with the yeah. lack of government following the atomic war. The national burger chains, relentless quests for power and control have led them to found Road Warrior-style gangs.
3: Man, no. they really <laughs> wanted to ham on some themes with this, didn't they?
0: Yeah, no, this is uh, pre-Road Warrior, just saying. Anyhow.
3: They, there was a lot of firsts in this.
0: In the melee, Ronald kills the Burger King, and then he kidnaps Dread, <laughs> Rotten, and the rest of the town.
3: He beheads the Burger King.
0: It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so uh, the guys are brought to the McDonald Kingdom. Ronald talks a good game about a uh, you know a friendly, uh, good time, great taste, food, folks, and fun kind of empire. But <laughs> then kills a random guy for not cleaning a table quickly. Time to lean, indeed. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> They eat some burgers, and Dread and Spikes escape the guards, who are slowed down by a diet of burger and shakes, and they make their (laughs) escape. As they do, they run into a huge cattle stampede, started by the Burger Kings.
3: And the cattle are apparently the size of elephants?
0: Yeah, they're huge, uh, mutated cattle to feed a hungry burger empire.
3: I thought there wasn't any more beef, which was why people started going back in time for dinos.
0: Man, that's like a hundred years from now. Oh. It's the 23rd century that it happened, so (sighs) like... The 2200s. Gotcha. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're about to get to it.
3: <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So, oh, I also want to mention that uh, both the Burger King and Ronald McDonald, the head of these factions, mm-hmm. are actually like, um, um, I don't know what they're called, but like they're like the phantom of uh, comic book fame. Like if you kill w- or a, or Raz Al Ghul, like if you yeah. kill if you kill the Burger King, some other guy takes up the crown and becomes the new Burger King. Same with Ronald McDonald.
3: It's it's really great.
0: <laughs> um. So. The Burger so the the giant cows are stampeding and the and um Dredd and Spikes get captured by the Burger Kings. They're about to be they're about to be hung from trees when the Land Raider shows up and they're saved, basically.
3: Yeah, the Land Raider murders all the guys and then they take it. Yeah.
0: Dredd decides to organize an exposition an expedition to take these guys down later, but for now it's time to get back on track to Mega City too. Hey, man. Got to save some lives.
4: And then suddenly dinosaurs.
0: Then suddenly Dino Stampede. So awesome. Uh, There's dinosaurs all over the place. Fires from the land raider scares the dinos off eventually. And we find out that we must be near Dinosaur National Park.
3: What the fuck?
0: And the dinos must have got loose during the uh, Atomic War. But up in the hills, Styracosaurus screams as it is being eaten by a giant black tyrannosaurus rex. (gasps) So that takes us to some quick uh, flashbacks for the Dinosaur National Park, where (laughs) it's basically literally the plot Like, I believe Michael Crichton stole the plot of Jurassic Park from this 2000 AD story, because it's it's similar, guys. It's Um,
3: really similar.
0: A science dude combines dinosaur DNA with existing animal DNA to create dinosaur clones. (laughs) I'm just saying. And then... uh, they, the first one is a tiny T-Rex that they named Satanus. Satanus grows huge, fed on herds of sheep and stuff. Eventually, it becomes too too expensive to feed. But the scientists decide to open a theme park for people to see brought to see dinosaurs brought back from the Jurassic period to make a bunch of money. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. All went well until Satanus eats a couple tourists. Because then-
3: he didn't eat his drug meat.
0: Yeah. So he escapes rather than be lobotomized to become more docile. And now he haunts the mountains looking for prey, especially human prey.
3: Mm, he yeah, loves the taste of human beings. I'm
0: wondering what that sounds like. Yeah. And he also uh, leads a uh, pack of hungry <laughs> But So the uh, the team rolls into the friendly town of Repentance, not knowing the hell about to find them. Oh, so awesome. So we, the next prog starts with Satanus getting involved in an awesome dinosaur fight to establish himself as king of the T-Rexes.
3: <laughs> and then rips a tail off a dude.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Dread and co. are stopped for repairs again. And we learn that Tweak is learning English. But Just not kinda all... Neat. What? Kind of neat. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, t- Tweak's smart, as we'll see in the coming months. Hmm. But, um... But, as the, but, but then we learn not all is as it seems. Their food is drugged. Um, <laughs> Dread is carried off to be sacrificed to the dinos. And then we get a flashback from the point of view of Satanus. Apparently, he has memory from his previous c- pre-clone life when he was the son of Old One-Eye from Flesh. So awesome. <laughs> it comes back.
3: It's in Judge Dread. I'm just yeah. saying.
0: So there's actually I I forget which prog but there was actually a um one prog where a young T-Rex challenged Satanus for dominance of the or challenged old one-eye for dominance of the pack and that was apparently Satanus in his previous life before he was cloned. What? Yeah. So oh, awesome. We were just talking about this fox. So here's the timeline, all right? Um <laughs> The future part of flesh, like the part where they send people in the f- mm. back to get meat, is in the twenty third century. So at least a hundred years after the current Judge Dread continuity. You got it. And then the past is, of course, like sixty five million years in the past. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, but That's flesh funny. is now specifically and textually linked to Judge Dread. Good times. Like there's even right. a picture of like Earl Reagan and, and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, like an updated picture. It looks great. He looks yeah. like a badass.
0: <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, in the year twenty one hundred, Dread is a, is about to be sacrificed. He's tied to like these stala- uh, limestone stalagmites. It's weird <laughs> um, because the people in repentance see the dinosaurs as the future rulers of the world, and so they've chained Dread and spikes to rock formations as sacrifices.
3: The bell tolls for you, Judge Dredd.
0: Indeed. So, we finished Judge Dredd this month with the town folk watching, like, a dino fight in an arena of, like, two, like, uh, Dionycuses, I believe. Yeah. Which which is what we used to have for tiny claw dinosaurs before Michael Crichton invented velociraptors. Um. (laughs) So we see these dinos fighting as people bet on them, and Tweak looks on sneakily. Dread manages to find a T-Rex tooth lodged in the rock formation he's tied to and frees himself. And Spikes,
3: really lucky that was up there.
0: Hey, that's how it goes sometimes. (laughs) Uh, The the two run, and Spikes uses the grenade he's been wearing as an earring to kill one of the T-Rexes by exploding it.
3: It's so cool. It's so awesome. A T-Rex explodes and then the other T-Rexes eat it.
0: Yeah, and the shrapnel hits Satanus and now he's out for blood because he got yeah. hurt.
3: You don't mess with him.
0: Yeah, so Dread and Spikes rejoin the Land Raider and they realize that Judge Jack has been um, imprisoned in the town of Repent so they have to go free him. <sighs> um, and he... Because he's about to be sacrificed, but as he, as Judge Jack sits in prison, Satanus attacks the jail first, <laughs> basically ripping out the wall with his teeth, jamming his face in, and Everybody in the jail, basically, they're all chained together, I guess, so he eats like five people at once, and then everybody else is sort of dangling from this chain hanging out of his mouth, being dragged around by Satanus.
3: It's really great. All of these people are definitely dead, including Jack.
0: Well, Jack's still alive, but he's in a lot of trouble, sort of, you know, it's only its only a matter of time before Satanus wolves him down, too. Oh, right, right. So, Dread decides that enough is enough, and it's time for a change, uh... Owen Hart style and so he tells everybody to evacuate the town because he and his war robots are about to raise it to the ground and that's Judge Dredd this month
3: it was awesome it was so good it was so good from the burger wars to the dinosaur problems I loved it
0: so in the aftermath of this comic um, McDonald's and Burger King both sued 2000 AD (laughs) (laughs) and we're like hey guys like fun is fun, but you can 't use our branded characters and slogans f- to create a murderous po- po- to create a pair of murderous post apocalyptic um, ro- ro- road gangs
3: I mean, I wonder what got into their heads that they thought that that was like not going to get litigated
0: because they don 't even like like they spell mcdonald's differently, mm-hmm. right, but the, he's, the character's named Ronald Mcdonald. <laughs>
3: They they couldn't just call him uh, Donald the, McRonald or something. The
0: Burger King is just straight up Burger King. <laughs> um, they don't even like try to say like it's not even like Burger Lord or something. Yeah, or like you know like Reagan McDonald's. You know, just some other sort oh. of like. Well, I'm just trying to think of, all, oh, they're Ronalds, you know what I mean? Oh, but like, of course. But like something to be like, oh, it's, this is like a parody or something. And it just didn't, it didn't fly in 1970s um, um, Britain. The, the interesting thing is that actually England's recently changed their uh, satire laws in like 2014. Really? Which, yeah, which has allowed 2008 to actually legally reprint like these and some stories we'll see next month. That had been sort of gagged by um, by the copyright laws previously, like that before is the awesome. Yeah, before this, if you bought like a graphic novel of the of Judge Dredd and the Cursed Earth, like the, these two um, Progs wouldn't be in it. Oh, that's so. Great. They sort of just re released them with like the the lost stories of like the uh, the Burger Wars and stuff.
3: I just there's so much good murder in this. There's
0: oh. a lot of good violence. There's some good like social commentary about America and stuff. With just yeah, these, these burger wars being like fought. There's like one story. One story ends with like like come next week burger war, and the next one is a uh, next week burger law. And burger law just sounds so funny to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the and burger then, law, pickles, uh, mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, and then all this dinosaur stuff is super awesome. Um, We're gonna. Satanus is gonna kind of become not like a super reoccurring bad guy, but he's gonna show up now and then. Um, And his spawn, more of old one eye spawn.
3: He's coming back.
0: I mean, I don't want to get too into it, honestly. Uh, No,
3: it just makes me really happy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cross
0: these bridge these bridges as we get to it, but um, you know, murderous T Rexes not. A fairly long-term... Well, they're a fairly long-term problem for Judge Dredd. <laughs> good. And, and 2000 AD characters in general, you know.
3: Oh, God, I love it. I, love, I didn't know I loved dinosaurs as much as I do now.
0: I mean, you know, everyone likes them when they're kids. You just got to be reminded of, um, you know, these murderous giant lizards that just eat everything in their path, you know. It's not what they were actually like, but these fictional dinosaurs are still pretty awesome, you know. God, they're great. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson will yell at you about them, but they're still pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: Episode 22. Prog 76-79. to August
4: 1978. Thrill 3. Judge Dread. <laughs> oh, it's
0: so great. So uh, script robots for Judge Dredd this month are Pat Mills and Jack Adrian. Art robots are Mike McMahon and Brian Boland. <sighs> the first image of Dan Dare, that, of, uh, of, I should say, of, of Judge Dredd this month is so awesome. Chapter With- 16, Black Sabbath. With Satanus, the killer lord of the T-Rexes, standing high atop the bell tower of the town of Redemption. A bunch of prisoners linked by a chain coming out of his mouth and flying all around him. His jaws full of blood and just a small western town overrun by T-Rexes.
3: It's awesome. (laughs) It is everything that you want out of a flesh cameo.
0: It's super duper awesome.
3: And it's just, it only starts there and gets better.
0: (laughs) Judge Jack is hanging from this chain coming out of Satanus' mouth. (laughs) And Judge Dredd has ordered the the town to be destroyed, so the uh, sad war droids go to their deadly work.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They really are so sad looking. They look
0: like sad emojis with robot gun arms, basically.
3: (laughs) And they just murder. Yeah, they're, they're Dr- raising repentance to the ground.
0: Absolutely, Dread climbs the uh, the bell tower to try to save Judge Jack, um, and is attacked by pterodactyls in the belfry. The stench.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, pterodactyls probably don't smell great.
0: In the end, Dread frees Jack, and the two of them find refuge in the Land Raider as Satanus attacks it. Some quick driving jumps gets a-
3: on top of it.
0: Yeah, he's he's jumped on top of the of the uh, of the land raider. Some quick driving leads to Satanus being trapped inside the church, and then all <laughs> weapons are directed at the mighty beast. White heat, and the T Rex is seemingly destroyed, and the fight is won. Until one dying townsfolk with a giant T Rex tooth through his head, <laughs> sicks his pet Velociraptor at Judge Dread, and. Only, um, and he only survives because Tweak shows up and basically yeah, mashes Tweak. mashes the dinosaur to bits with his giant hands.
3: And by the way, this is a monster that like frowns on the killing of other things.
0: Hey, he's got to save his buddy, you know. Friend. Yep. So awesome. So uh, Dread scatters the surviving townsfolk to the cursed earth, with a warning of if you do this something like this again, then I'll really be mad. <laughs> and. <laughs> They all drive off, but then Satanus rises from the rises from inside his fiery grave in the church. He's still alive, and he goes from the rubble to someday fulfill his great and terrible destiny.
3: That's right. You can't even blowtorch him with like a bunch of blowtorch cannon tank cannons nah, forever man. and try and melt him because he's old one eye's kid.
0: <laughs> now he's angry. He's not as good as old one eye, but he can he can play his part. Oh, so awesome! So next Prague, <laughs> <laughs> the team come across a green field in the middle of the cursed earth, and Dread is immediately snatched by the Jolly Green Giant. Yep, yep. the one from commercials. <laughs> 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 he he's, he he frees himself, and the crew continues on to a farm where I'm they find yeah, where they find a kid that looks like Speedy, the old uh, Alka Seltzer mascot. I
3: don't. And
0: they meet the owner of the farm, Dr. Gribben, who straight up looks like Colonel Sanders.
3: <laughs> I mean, if it weren't for the name, he'd be Colonel Sanders.
0: Yep. Um, the crew makes nice with the Colonel. That's what I'm calling him. As a Dread follows the farmhand as they take the Alki guy away. Like all these kids, they look like Speedy, the old Alka Seltzer model. They have uh, Alki written on their heads with numbers on them, I guess.
3: Uh-huh. Which is weird.
0: Yeah, they toss these, out. Al- I'm calling them alky kids, um, they <laughs> toss the first alky into a vat of water where he dissolves l- like an anacid tablet. It's horrible. It's pretty terrible. It's basically just the exactly the same as when they put that shoe and the dip in, um, oh, yeah. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Second Who Framed Roger Rabbit reference tonight, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really great. <laughs> but so... There's a, there's a really sweet moment where, um, a farmhand see that Judge Dredd is watching them and they like attack him. And one guy throws a pitchfork at Judge Dredd's ha- uh, gun hand and like staples his hand against the wall so he, he can't, uh, point his gun at them. But then he drops the gun into his left hand and he shoots the guys with his left hand because the left hand's just as good as, cause so the left hand of the law awesome. is just as good as the right.
3: <laughs> so awesome.
0: But so. His concern wins dread the respect of the other mascots that seem to inhabit the Colonel's farm, including like some more Alki kids, uh, a couple Mr. Peanuts, and a, a bunch of other. Yeah, there's a bunch of other mascots that I assume are like British regional mascots, you know? Yeah, Cube. Yeah, there's like some kind of cube with a sword and a shield that says T and L. Like, I spent a good hour trying to figure out what some of these guys were but i didn't really get have a lot of luck you know what i mean Jeez. yeah so anyhow uh the colonel is like hey everybody let's cool out and he invites every and he invites (laughs) all the guys in for drinks um and in in his parlor and it turns out that yep the drinks are drugged (laughs) and (laughs) as the Judges and Spikes Harvey Rotten look on in horror, we learn that Colonel Sanders is going to remove some key glands from their brains to feed to his mascot people.
3: Which, like, really?
0: He's hungry for brains.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, next up, as the mascots plot to help Dread, the uh, judge and the rest of them manage to free themselves. They sort of like, Dredd just kind of comes to, I guess, and is able to move, despite the drugging. and hey
3: man, the power of the law.
0: Yeah, he kicks uh, Gribbon in the face, and then they're threatened by a, uh, a Michelin man. Yep. Who has two guns and a French accent, which I thought was pretty funny. But Dredd manages to pop the Michelin man, and they escape. As they do, our guys get caught in one of those, like, you know... Closing wall rooms where the walls smash <laughs> in on you. But they're freed uh, by Dayu X Tweak for the second time this month. As <laughs> Tweak just kind of eats his way through the concrete to the walls and like has indigestion because, because the concrete is... Yeah, it's not pure rock, you know?
3: It's <laughs> gross.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, anyhow, the Jolly Greens try to stop them, but the smaller mascots swarm the Jolly Green Giants, and they fall into a solar power plant and catch fire. It's awesome. And Gribbon goes mad and starts chasing down the Alki kids, like trying to kill them. He kills two, <laughs> and then the last one sacrifices itself to save Dread. And um, taking
3: out the other guy in the process
0: yeah the farm is burning and the team decides to let it burn because this place sucks
3: yeah pretty much
0: also a uh, man you know along with the burger th- one <laughs> two thousand yeah. AD, got in a ton of trouble for this uh storyline
3: well you know i i mean not giving a fuck i guess just works
0: out no one likes seeing their mascot be some sort of murderous mutant without at least getting some pri- a chance to, to look at the storyline prior, you know? You don't want to wake up and see that your mascot is suddenly a murderous mutant.
3: I feel like the Michelin man generally is trying to, like, send a message of safety, not, I have two guns, I'm going to shoot you.
4: Zo the
0: lore, I've come to kill you.
3: <laughs> also, he's French.
0: yeah. He's got a French accent. I don't know.
3: Um, French name.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll actually, act- we'll actually, eventually, I believe, in the pages of the Prague, see a com- see an apology by Judge Dredd Spike Spiegel rotten for imputing the good name of uh, of packaged vegetables from Jolly Green Giant, which is kind of funny. Last one for the Prague, as the crew approaches uh, Las Vegas, they come under attack from a tank squad, and after fighting them off, it's revealed that this was an elaborate game for the citizens of Las Vegas to bet on, as even more so gambling is now 100% what you do in Las Vegas in the the far future. It's just a
3: nice thing to do.
0: Yeah, even the, uh, the Hall of Justice is a casino ruled by the God Judge. A mafia guy who took over control of the Las Vegas judges during the war.
3: Yeah, Judge Dredd is not happy about this situation.
0: Yeah. He objects, and we end Judge Dredd for this month with him being about to be forced to walk the plank out of the top of the Hall of Justice slash casino.
3: Just, uh, yeah, okay. And then Walter the Robot falls off of a skateboard.
0: It's... There's a little one third page of Walter trying to give skate tips, but it's just he falls over and they say, Watch out for woadwash, Wash, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, hooray!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: man, Jet Shed rocks. Anytime that there's uh, anything flesh, it really does kind of.
0: Yeah, man. Dinosaurs, it- Jolly Green Giants, Future Vegas, what's not to like?
3: It's, uh, it's definitely got a lot of flavor this month, and I'm really enjoying it.
0: Unless you're the parent company of Jolly Green Giant, and then you have a lot of problems, honestly. Oh, no,
3: you know. <laughs> I mean, look, when you make a mascot for a green bean company, I don't think uh, too many people are going to take it super seriously.
0: That's false. They take it very seriously and go to court about <laughs> it.
3: Yeah, that's
2: true. <laughs> Episode 24, Prog 8285. September 1978.
0: Thrill 3. Judge Dredd. So script robots for Judge Dredd are T.B. Grover and Pat Mills. Art robots Mike McMahon and Brian uh, Bolland. Lettering robots John Aldrich and Pete Knight. When we last left Judge Dredd, he and his team bringing vaccine to Mega City 2 had just arrived in Las Vegas, which had been taken over by gangsters. And now the evil chief judge has ordered Judge Dredd to walk the plank. Ah, <laughs> uh, snap. Yeah. Hey, 100 credits says he hits the red circle. Exactly. Everybody below takes bets on what'll happen. At the last minute, superpunk Spikes Harvey Rotten shows up with a fire escape shoot and catches Judge Dredd as they fall. As he falls, That's the two of the, Yeah, it's awesome. The two of them escape. The judges, with the help of the League Against Gambling going to their secret hideout in the basement where church dude Linus reads the prediction of Abner Cobb, a prophecy of a man bringing law to Vegas that sounds extremely Judge (laughs) Dreddy.
3: It's really awesome. I love this, like, religious overtone that it's given.
0: Yeah. So, it turns out, luckily, that, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the yearly tournament to decide which of the uh, crime families will be chief judge for the next year is taking place like tomorrow well of course plot had to happen indeed, and technically any judge can enter though you know, you <laughs> obviously it's always um the crime family guy's judge dread from out of town shows up and sort of gets it in uh you know in standard there's nothing in the rule book against mules kicking kicking field goals kind of uh loss. <laughs> So Dread and Spikes sign up, and they take part in an event that's basically half race and half deathmatch. And Spike proves friggin' awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, driving around in like Model Ts while the other person rides shotgun and shoots a Tommy gun and stuff. Anyhow, naturally, Judge Dread wins, (laughs) but instead of agreeing to become chief judge, he passes the baton to the League Against Gambling and continues on his way.
3: Hooray! He has secured
0: Las Vegas. Yeah, for a while. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Who cares next, about them? Vaccine. Yeah. Next, Prague, we open with Mega City 2 under attack. While, this was awesome. They're yeah. just, like, shooting syringes at people. Yes. <laughs> knocking people out. Like, oh, God, we got to stop it. We can't kill anybody because if we get the vaccine, we'll actually be able to cure them. But until then, they're trying to kill us. Um, And we are about to enter death valley but before then the the land raider pauses to, have to fix a coolant unit for the uh for the vaccine exposition episode yeah during this time we also see a map of the united states and we but that that sort of shows what parts of the land megacity one and megacity two cover and megacity two is basically just the western seaboard state-wise like it's california oregon and washington dude west coast best coast something but (laughs) mega mega city one is huge it's um it's the entire eastern seaboard into new england down to down down the florida like down the florida peninsula but i not uh, but not the panhandle and then east through ohio up to uh michigan and it just uh mainland michigan not the uh not the upper peninsula. It's pretty
3: intimidating the size and that the cursed earth isn't anything mapped. Cause wasn't there, um, there's, there's new or, uh, uh, mega Texas or Texas
0: city. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. They don't show Texas city on this map for some reason. Hmm. All right. But, uh, but during this time, uh, tw- we learned that Tweak is basically able to fully speak English and do math. Like, Spike shows him, like, one plus one, and Spike is like, that's good, Spike, and then draws, like, an advanced <laughs> equation on I- I- in the dirt. Which, what the hell? Yeah, and so this pause apparently gives Tweak enough time to tell his story. I was president once. No, man, that's Bob Booth, man. Bad Bob. Um, <laughs> we we learned that uh, Tweek was, in fact, the ruler of his home planet, I suppose. <laughs> but his home planet was full of just rock-eating Tweeks, super smart, eating, uh, their, eating uh, awesome gemstones. Mm-hmm. They're but the then, most delicious. Yeah, but then humans show up, the Tweeks probe their minds psychically, and they learn that even if these humans may come in peace and want to be friendly... Uh, Humans in general are warlike assholes. See this entire (laughs) section of the curse. See this entire cursed earth (laughs) storyline. And so uh, if they should learn that the tweaks are intelligent beings or that they have vast mineral wealth and diamonds and stuff, then there'd be huge problems. Mm -hmm. The tweaks, the tweak people decide not to contact the humans and just let them leave. But then... Our buddy Tweak's kids escape, uh, run out onto the surface of the planet and get caught by the humans.
3: And they do the whole them.
0: cute animal routine. Yeah. Trying to defend them. Tweak's mate goes out to grab the kids, but they all get caught. Yeah. Um, Put in cages, too. It's really like, like what yeah. the hell, guys? So Tweak decides that he, he'll go and be with his family and then... They make sure that they all play that they're stupid animals and then that'll fool the humans and they'll leave them alone. So he sort of abandons his his people and his society to go be with his family and to protect his uh, world. He's a pretty awesome character so far. Yeah, Yeah, to be continued. So next up, continue the story. They're fucking with him and probing him and stabbing him. Yeah, Tweek and his family have been captured by the humans, and they're, like, running tests and stuff. Tweek makes sure to present as super dumb, even though their uh, brain scans sort of say that they should be intelligent. But, like, they're like, uh, hey, here's a book. What do you do with a book, buddy? And uh, Tweek, like, bites it. (laughs) They give him a gun, and he just starts pointing the barrel in his own face and stuff. And they're Uh, like, ah, these guys are dumb. Let's get rid of them. Um, And so... Oh. Tweak and his family are sold into slavery. Um, his kids and his mate are sold to like a spoiled little girl. Who, eventually, when he, she tries to like dress his kids up in like funny costumes and they refuse and like snap at her, she has her father basically take them out back and shoot them in a fit of place. which is horrible. And that kind of leads to how we last saw them, like being buried by Tweek somewhere deep in the cursed earth.
3: Man, like. His wife was like
0: out picking cotton. Yeah, it's incredibly, then, yeah. it's incredibly like tragic, but also like uh, uh, symbolic. <laughs> like, yeah, in a big way. Pretty surface, I'd say. Like, you don't yes. have to reach very far to reach to get to it. You know? No. Um. But so in the end, dread kind of asks Tweak, like, "Hey, well, you know, you can't trust humans. Like, how come you told me this story?" And Tweak says that he trusts Judge Dredd, that Judge Dredd won't try to screw him over, and yeah. then he asks why why he's telling. Uh, oh, and then it says that he's fine telling Spikes Harvey Rotten, even though, and even like Spikes hears all this and like makes a con writes a contract to say like, uh, like, uh if you're the ruler, then you could just say that I own half the planet, right? That's fine. <laughs> And he's like, Oh, is this gonna make you happy? And he's like, Yeah,
3: so he signs it.
0: Yeah. And so he explains that he's just kind of being nice to Spikes, because Spikes won't survive Death Valley. Which
3: when I read that I was I started getting a little upset. Anyhow, let's head out to Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and we open to a giant statue in a tank with a man
0: smoking a pipe. It's awesome. So Death Valley turns best death valley turns out to be the site of the final battle between the judges and the forces of bad bob bob booth the president that we uh, freed from cryogenic slumber in fort knox earlier in the cursed earth saga the judges are all dead but the robot soldiers fight on rising from the ground they're zombie robot soldiers and they're hungry for the blood of judges and they're not even super, like,
3: into it. They're like, do we have to? Like, we like being in the ground. No, the, get up.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Oh, come on. Everybody's we real gotta going gotta kill all the humans. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, the guys make a run for it, but are quickly overwhelmed. Judge Jack goes crazy and tries to desert, but is killed by the robots. He was almost eaten by Old One-Eyes' son. Yeah, he's been uh, cracked ever since the Satanist debacle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Dread, Spikes, and Tweak, along with the vaccine, take refuge in an abandoned fort, the Castillo de los Hombres Muertos, the Fort of Dead Men. (laughs) Which, great. Great name for a fort. So, before we get to the Judge Dread part in Prog 84, there's also this half-page, basically half-page ad for Jolly Green Giant brand canned vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like it might as well be called like jolly green giant brand please stop suing us <laughs>
3: uh i didn't it's, even
0: think about that when i was reading him man this is apparently specifically mandated by lawyers after the events of the uh, jolly green giant thing in that uh land of the mascots thing in the cursed earth i mean if that was the worst they got that's not the worst. I think it also cost them a lot of money, but this was like oh. the big uh, um, thing in the Prague that really did it. That and sort of those stories not having been able to be reprinted until like last year. Oh, my God. That's so insanity. It's how it goes. You know, they had like the British ha- Britain has different laws about satire and stuff than they do here in America, I think.
3: I, I huff at you, Great Britain. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> So so we open to everyone
0: holding a blaster looking it, awesome. It's so awesome I w- like if you were if you're thinking about a uh, big uh two thousand eighty e tattoos or oh alternately, yeah. alternately a cover for your Facebook page oh God this picture of dread spikes and tweaks and tweak each with guns shooting d- shooting uh off screen robots is not a not not a bad choice <laughs> no, it's not so they're blaster. So- yeah, it's so awesome. They're blasting the way through the robots. Huge robot bulldozers attack the fort and things look pretty bad. Spikes takes a blast and is on the verge of death. He goes out fighting, buying Tweak and Dread enough time to make a plan. They dress Spikes' body up um, in a spare judge uniform and then use the last remaining law- Lawmaster bike, the Land Raider vehicle... And their final surviving friendly war droid to basically go out in a blaze of glory, um, faking <sighs> dread's death and exploding a huge number of the uh, of the enemy robots.
3: Oh man, it's so intense because then they have these
0: things on their backs and they, then a friggin' sandstorm kicks up. Yeah, the vehicles explode and dread and Tweak carry the vaccine in backpacks, heading to Mega City 2 on foot, 60 miles to go. A, a sandstorm kicks up, and Dread and Tweak lose each other in the winds. And so now it's ju- it's just Dread on his own, stumbling toward Mega City Two. In the final prog, Dread wanders through the Mojave on his way. As he does, he's plagued by visions of everything and everyone he's met over the last twenty five progs. All all the bad guys, the, the the giant rats, and the rat cultists, all the different mutants. Um, None. I forgot about the rat cultists. Yeah man, there's just wind so many... rats. Yeah, the rats that that flew through the sky, you know. <laughs> so there's Satanus and the goat and and the goat man like Captain the mutant hunters. Oh, there's even oh, like tiny like the other uh, the vampire um robots even a little bit of of ronald mcdonald although he's just in the corners because they don't want to get sued anymore um uh, yeah. <laughs> eventually dread manages to will his way past these hallucinations but even as he does he's actually attacked by uh leftover robot zombies who grab his ankle and like <laughs> try to pull him down it keeps continuing on and he's like, ah, screw off. <laughs> Dredd just crawls basically, dragging himself hand over hand until into into the sight of the walls of Mega City 2. They find him and help him get up, and then he continues and manages to walk through the front gates of the beleaguered city. At which point it's he passes really out. Yep, yeah, I mean he's almost dead. <laughs> he's only got and one then- shoe, he's got no sleeves. The, the the middle d of his name is missing from his badge i
3: love that they have to wrap and bandage his like the top half of his face yeah 8
0: hours later he wakes up in a med bay uh bandaged basically putting the parts covering his helmet <laughs> cuz he's judge dread <laughs> and they tell him that a uh, tweak has also made it through with more vaccine yay then we cut to some weeks later dread is basically back to fighting form and is reunited with tweak And some
3: fucking judge gives some back chat about Tweak and gets a slap to the
0: face. It's awesome. Yeah, Dredd's like, you mess you mixed concrete in with his rocks, you bad he slaps this judge across the face, it's awesome. But so they sort of talk and Dredd's like, you know, if we reveal that you were smart, you could have a hero's welcome and stuff. I want the whole world to know about your heroism and tweaks like no man like that just get me killed in my planet you know raped of its resources like no thank you i just like to go home you know yeah and so, and so judge dread now his mission complete um instead of hanging around Mega City 2 and going to um like the pleasure emporium or whatever um, yeah, oh
3: he says i have no time for pleasure or i, yeah. I have no interest in pleasure He just arranges
0: for a ride home on a spaceship for Tweek and a ride home on a regular plane to Mega City 1 for him.
3: And he's like, "God, just go back home to some peace and quiet. When has there ever been peace and quiet for him in Mega City 1? Whatever's waiting for me, it
0: can't be as bad as the cursed Earth. And then the narration box says, but the judge is wrong. It's worse. Oh, God. Which it is, man. Judge Cal. Oh my god. That's Bad news, st- huh? Starting next Prague. Oh Jesus.
3: Oh. God, man, I can't handle this. It is. This is actually
0: thrill overload. <laughs> it was really good, right, man? There's like, I oh, love it's the really uh, great. I love the recap at the end. All the tragic death of these guys. Sort of the, you know, just like. Adding in the added tragedy of Tweak's story in the middle of the, like, right right at the end was really good, too. Of just kind of like, oh, like this, you know, little Ardvark guy is, like, super heroic <laughs> despite the fact that he's gotten just a terrible, a terrible run of things from humanity, you know?
3: Well, I really like that they gave it the time. Like, they didn't give it a one panel or a half page or two page. They, they're like, this whole comic and even into the next one is all going to be Tweak's story. Yeah. And it was it was just really good. It felt great. And I'm glad that he's home and I hope we never see him again for that reason. Like I would love to see that character more, but like, that's what you want.
0: Yeah. I forget if he comes back that much. I know that like, there's a bunch of in like 2004 or something like that. There's a bunch of um, like whatever happened to um mm-hmm. comics, but I, and, and tweaks one of that's them. Neat. That's neat. But, Yeah, but we shouldn't even worry about that, because it's like 40 years from where we are right now. Um, Jeez. Yeah. That's so long. But, yeah. But, man, um, Kirster, like, you know, the Robot Revolt kind of is, just because it's a multi-part story and stuff, but this is... Oh, sure. Like, for me, this is the first real Dread Epic. I don't think anybody can disagree with, like, that. At least it's the second, but it's really, like, you know, it's 25 issues. It's going through all this different trials and travails, and we get all this crazy, awesome stuff about the Cursed Earth and Judge Dredd in it and stuff. If this is where Judge Dredd's going, um, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one other thing that's interesting to look at is the final shot of this story is they have a Judge Dredd walking to Mega City 1 and stuff like that. Mm. And he's mostly morphed into what he'll look like in the future, I guess. Like, he's sort of gained some bulk and his mm-hmm. jaw's really starting to look very kind of square and stuff like that <laughs> like compare how judge dread looks now to how he looked maybe 20 progs to, to how he looked when we started the cursed earth say or oh, how sure. he looks how he looks in the 2080 annual we're going to do next week you know he's a very his character has evolved a lot in terms of how it looks and stuff and we're basically getting to the point where he starts looking like what dread looks like or what he's going to look like for the next 39 years or whatever
3: his profile shots and his like whenever his mouth is open and his gaping maw just is like breathing in the world
0: <laughs> yeah there's a good there's a good profile where you see him and he's got that permanent frown built into his jaw and stuff and it's real good <laughs> ah, I love it
2: episode 26 progs 86 288 October 1978
0: real 1 Judge Dredd. Oh man. So okay. So Judge Dredd is a 21st century future shop, future cop. Um, combine two thirds of the Stallone Judge Dredd with about one third of the of the Carl uh, Urban movie, and then cook it with the Anthrax song for Judge Dredd. <laughs> Truth and justice are what he's fighting for. Judge Dredd,
4: the man. He is the law. Drop it,
0: dude. <laughs> Oh, but but maybe don't listen to that Anthrax song because it has spoilers for upcoming Judge Dredd episodes.
3: <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
0: I will avoid. Um, so yeah, you know Judge Dredd. He honestly is looks looks and looks more like the Stallone Judge Dredd. You know his uniform doesn't make mm. a lot of sense, but he does never take his helmet off. Last month we saw the end of the second Great Dread Epic, <laughs> the Cursed Earth, and now we're right back in it to take on the next one.
3: In fact, they're celebrating uh, his return with a big old parade, like, hey, thanks for saving all those people.
0: Yeah, man. So we start, um, and all, so we start in Prague 86, uh, all the, uh, all the Judge Dredd stuff this, this month is written by, uh, John Wagner, who's using the pen name John Howard, and then the art's done by Brian Bolland and Dave Gibbons. So, mm-hmm. the, the year is 2100, and Judge Dredd is on trial for Murder! <laughs> yeah, but that's just a cold open as we now flash back to the celebration of Judge Dredd's work upon the Cursed Earth. Uh, everyone's really stoked, except for Judge Cal, who's the head of the SJS squad, which is basically uh, internal affairs for the judges.
3: Yeah, but kind of run by a weirdly crooked dude. Well, you just get the sense kind of early on.
0: Just because internal affairs judges the judges doesn't mean that they aren't crooked, like any internal affairs division in a police department, I'm just saying. Um, Fair enough. But so in the middle of the parade, though, um, Judge Cal wants to talk to Dredd about like his expense reports and stuff. But Chief Judge Goodman is like, ah, whatever, Cal, lighten up and then sends Dredd home for the night.
3: And he just passes the fuck out. Yeah,
0: he basically bumbles past his Italian stereotype maid Maria and his lisping robot slave Walter and falls into bed
3: (laughs) (laughs) where they just put the news on so that he can watch it when he wakes up, I guess. Mm -hmm.
0: But then, so, af- as that happens, we next see Dred Barge into a newspaper o- office, where he's angry that his return um, is basically in the paper under uh, an article about a film star marrying a gross alien. Which
3: is and, crazy, because up until this point, he's not a man who seeks fame.
0: Mm-hmm. But apparently now he is, because he shoots up the office and it's caught on film. <sighs>
3: He kills, like, two people.
0: Yeah, Dred wakes up to find a, a trio of Judge, of judge Cal's SJS judges arresting him. And despite Walter's alibi, Dredd looks really bad for this killing. The Council of Five, the rulers of the Justice Department, which are the, uh, the, the chief judge of Mega City One and the heads of the other main departments, vote unanimously to sentence Dredd to 20 years on the Titan penal colony.
3: Also, where brother or er, uh, Judge Dredd's brother was from?
0: Yeah, Rico. Yep. Uh, the Chief Judge Good- Goodman doesn't want to, but apparently the vote to sentence Judge Dread has to be unanimous, and so he ends. Up, and so Dread ends up uh, being loaded up onto a spaceship and leaving orbit for Titan. I think this is really interesting, just because sort of I don't know. I've mentioned it a couple times, but this is actually literally part of the plot of the uh, Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie. Yeah. Where he kill, where he's framed for killing a um, a reporter and stuff. Mm. Though differently, as we'll see. <laughs> so next, Frog trained up, chained up in the prison ship. Dread reflects on the horror that the horrors that were visited on his brother Rico while he was in prison on Titan, and
3: his face got all gross.
0: Yeah, they basically had to replace like his nose and a fair amount of his face with cybernetics to allow him to survive in the limited oxygen of the of the of the moon Titan. Dredd also realizes that he must have been framed for the murders. He hijacks the penal ship and crashes it back into Mega City 1, re-entering the city. He has nothing to declare except his innocence. (laughs) Dredd I also really
3: it. like that the uh, when the plane crashes into that wall, it just says boo on the hood. <laughs> like, surprise. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And some random guy eating uh, eating dinner as the, as the spaceship crashes at the wall is like, get the number of that shuttle. <laughs> but <laughs> That's not alright. Judge Dredd escapes off into the city, and, and Judge Cal declares a citywide manhunt for Dredd as our buddy Judge Giant... Um, who is the son of a character from another uh, 2080 thrill observes that the chief judge has seemingly fallen to pieces following the sentencing of Judge Dredd the SJS judges roust random people in the city and they search Dredd's apartment but he's in the wind what's nuts
3: is like they're looking for him in different places even women's purses
0: yeah just in case
3: Yeah, but Cal is Um, watching
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so calum so judge cal laments the ability the inability to find dread to his right hand man quincy in cal's private quarters cal's place is pretty ridiculous it's got a bunch of like posters and busts of himself including a 1984 one that says cal's watching and it's hmm. got a uh, picture of adolf hitler super yeah, subtle right
3: yeah, this is, they uh, this is, they like
0: throwing him in. This is definitely two for two for Judge Dredd supervillains that um openly express a fondness for Hitler. Which I, I mean, all right. I and mean, it, it makes you evil, man. Obviously. <laughs> if if someone says they're down with Hitler, that makes them a bad guy for a reason. You know, it's not uh, like
3: I mean, like why would that be, great. you know? Uh, well, this guy's uh,
0: a big fan of genocide. Okay, but it's a, <laughs> it's against humans, so it's it it matters. Um, yeah, it does anyhow. Uh, Cal says there's only he knows one judge good enough to catch Dread, and that's Dread himself, who seems to be sleeping in a drawer in Cal's office. Which what? Right, which takes us to the final prog for this month, where Dread fights Dread. Oh. Uh, yeah, Cal uses the poor mental state of the chief judge to assert his own dominance and meanwhile, pinstripe, pinstripe suit wearing informant Max ner- Normal gets braced by dread. And he I tells really him, love
3: this character.
0: Yeah, man, he he's he's a freak cuz he wears 20th century clothing like around the <laughs> the, the the future. Um, but Normal points Dread toward the location of a special robot maker, which Dread investigates, and he finds the engineer dead, killed by an evil robot duplicate of Dread. Oh, snap, he's right there! Yeah, the two of them fight, and things look bad, until at the last minute, Robo-Dread gets caught in a scrap magnet and dropped into an open furnace. Yeah, it's a only, really
3: horrific scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, only the uh, only the ro- only the robot head of Robo Dread is recovered, which Dread uses to prove his innocence. Mm-hmm. So now we know that the frame job was done by Judge Cal, but Dread doesn't know that, and now Cal has to go back to his dra- uh, to his drawing board next pr- next month. The day the law died. <gasps> oh man, this Judge Cal stuff is super awesome. I love Judge Cal. He's so I, evil. Yeah,
3: I- you were prepping me for this and it's really setting this really cool tone. Also, Judge Dredd just can't get a fucking break.
0: He just can't even get take like a day off. Like he's seriously just going from one super huge storyline to another super huge storyline. I think this one's gonna last another like fifty procs or something. Like that. Jesus. And it's
3: and it's not that I don't that I'm not excited about that either. Like clearly there's some really good setup, they're flushing out some more of the characters, more of the city. Um, More of the feeling, but uh, oh my god, I'm excited for where this
0: goes. Feel bad for old Joe a little
3: bit. Hey, you know, he's okay. He knows what he's doing. I mean, all he needs is 20 minutes of sleep a day, so. Something. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty much it. It's it's looking good. Three three, um, progs this week.
0: So, like... Yeah, we're a little short. Yeah, we're doing a little... I, you know, I just wanted to move it so that we'd have just all new beginnings this, th- this episode. And I think it's going good. Oh, of course. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, there, it, just not a lot happened, but, you know.
0: I mean, there's a fair amount. Man, he was arrested, uh, tried, sentenced, and then cleared his name, you know.
2: Episode 27, Progs 89 to 93, November and December 1978.
4: Thrill 1, Judge Dredd.
0: Uh, all of Judge Dread is written this week by script robot John Wagner, writing as John Howard. And then the art robots are Mike McMahon, Brett Ewins, and Brandon McCarthy. So, we start off. Chief Dude, Ju- like right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, man. Chief Judge Goodman is dead, stabbed to death by multiple unknown assailants, Julius Caesar style. Judge Dread comes to investigate, but he finds a bunch of SJS judges on the scene, which is unusual because they usually investigate judges and not Hmm. like regular murders. (laughs) Dread talks to Goodman as he dies, and Goodman passes Dread something, sort of secretly from hand to hand. Because of the vacancy, Judge Cal, as chief deputy judge, is made or as a deputy chief judge, is instantly made full chief judge of the city. And as he's coronated, Dredd checks out what Goodman passed to him, a button from an SJS uniform.
3: And in Blue's Clues fashion, he now figures out the secret.
0: (laughs) The SJS judges (laughs) killed Goodman, and Cal was behind it all. (laughs) Dredd runs out to stop Cal, but as he does, he is shot in the head by Cal's right-hand man, Judge Quincy. Oh. Walter, it's really
3: not great. It goes straight through his brain.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Walter calls an ambulance for Dread and Cal with a new, very Roman haircut. Gloats and starts showing sign of his trademark violent mania. When Quincy returns to uh, t- to say that he's killed Dread, Cal congratulates him, but notices that one of his buttons is missing. And as punishment, Quincy must now go about his duties in just his boots, helmet, and underwear. Judge Cal is the law. And apparently super weird, but... Yep. (laughs) So... In the next prog, Cal's getting super evil, uh, criticizing him is now an arrestable defense, As we see a journalist arrested for a news broadcast critical of Cal, and then like the judge that arrests him, go on, t- goes on, t- goes in front of the camera <laughs> and says, "Everybody watching this show is also under arrest for criticizing I the chief love judge. This. Just and remain like, in your homes, and uh, yeah. judges will be will be by to pick you up and take you downtown." Just like, yep, all of you are going to jail now. <laughs> So Cal declares himself the living law and the city folk cheer at gunpoint as dissenters are hauled off in big, um, like glass sided trucks that say they dissented on the side. So amazing. They criticize, I should say. But so uh, the medical crews are working swiftly on Judge Dredd. He manages to come to and survive as he does. He's immediately, like his head still bandaged. He's <laughs> carried to <laughs> the Great Hall of Justice where Cal names his new chief deputy uh, Judge Fish. Which is actually a fish in a bowl. Yes, it is actually a goldfish in a glass bowl with a badge bolted onto the glass. Um. It's pretty weird. Dredd speaks out against this and Cal's general insanity and his murder of of Chief (laughs) Judge Goodman. Um, Cal has Judge Fish declare the verdict, which uh, is apparently death. Yeah. Judge Giant volunteers to carry it out, but instead he helps Dredd escape and the two of them are now on the lam. The only ones trying to stop the evil Judge Cal. Dude, awesome. I love Giant. Yeah, man. So Giant carries the wounded Judge Dredd to a bike, and the two of them make their escape, fighting judges as they go. Cal's livid, and the judges that allow them to escape um, basically try to avoid his um, like murderous rage by putting on funny clothes and saying that Blech. this is the punishment given to them by Judge Fish. So, And Cal's like, well, I can't counterman the orders of my new chief deputy, so I guess this will stand and I won't kill you guys. <laughs> Which, super
3: bizarre. By the way, Judge Dredd, just want to remind everyone, a bullet went through his brain. He's fine now. straight through. And he's still, he's running.
0: Well, he's pretty groggy. I mean, Giant has to really carry him. Uh He does most of the escaping as Dredd just kind of clings to him on the back of the bike. (laughs) It's true. Uh, The manhunt for Dredd goes into full swing with a one million credit bounty for information. Basically, everybody just starts putting in... Uh, fake claims to try to get the money. I mean why I would. Eventually Dread wakes up as he's recuperating in the Academy of Law. All the instructors there who are mostly just wounded and old judges have agreed to fight with Dredd against Cal. It's not much, but it's all they've got, and by Drock they'll win.
3: Uh God, I really like eye patch guy uh from yeah, the just-
0: school. Judge Griffin or Chief Instructor yeah. Griffin? Yeah, man. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Griffin's real awesome. Um, Cal's getting crazier. He's basically just sort of looking in a hand mirror and threatening people, including <laughs> making a, a local mayor cluck like a chicken or die. Which, okay, oh, pretty yeah. great.
3: It's really great. Like he's he will not look at anyone unless
0: he's really forced to. He forces him to jump to uh, cluck like a chicken, and then says, "Oh, this guy's crazy. Take him to a padded cell." <laughs> Meanwhile, the people of the city are protesting against Cal and he has them violently put down, leading to one of my favorite 2000 AD panels ever, where an SJS judge has a club and he's beating a guy with it and he says, I brain you in the name of the law, which is (laughs) real good.
3: (laughs) It's such a good line.
0: Cal then goes oh. on TV and has Judge Fish announce a new law. The penalty for breaking it is death, and this paralyzes the city because they don't actually know what the law is. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dread, a giant, and the tutors from the academy lead a raid on the Mega City One broadcast control tower to call for the city to resist. Uh, we end with Dred and co. taking control of the broadcast tower and putting the call out for the citizens mm-hmm. to fight back against the insane dictator. As they do, a group of citizen citizens uh, comes to Cal, who's in his bathtub taking a bath at the time, and asks them to have their sentences of 10 years for littering shortened. <laughs> uh, Cal obliges by sentencing them to death, which, you know, is over real quickly. Yeah. And then he gets mad because they didn't laugh at his weird joke. It's true. Uh, meanwhile, there were, uh, these cows told that these citizens are revolting. You know, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> he said Oh, that a was, that was a really well.
3: good like, side face, too. Yeah. He's like, hey, tell me something I don't know. Super classic
0: one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dread and his guys make a push to on the central armory of Mega City One. There, they take a cache of weapons and start to distribute them to the to the revolting populace. Cal's forces seem to be on the run, but next time the Clegs are coming. Jeez, that's oh. ominous. What the hell's Super. a Cleg? You'll find out, buddy. <laughs> it was, really, know, good. It was really good. Two episodes from now. Good. Yeah, man. Oh. Um, the the comparisons between Judge Cow and the Roman Emperor Caligula are super o- uh, obvious. Like, yeah, Caligula exactly. made his horse a consul of Rome and stuff like that. Same mm. as Judge Fish. All the you know, took meat. To, you know, heard people petition him in his bathtub. All that stuff. And yeah, fact,
3: it's uh, it's pretty on the nose.
0: Yeah, and I mean, in fact, a lot of times, this these stories are actually. Uh, packaged in a in a in a graphic novel called Straight Up Judge Caligula, which is kind of interesting. I don't know.
3: So, and and you had made mention that around this same time, um, you believe that I Claudius and the yeah
0: two years yeah in seventy six I Claudius was a really big deal in the BBC, you know, and remains so. Honestly, to this day, it's a really great show, and the yeah, character of Caligula suggestive. is really neat and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, so it it seems like it it is definitely coming out in a timely sort of way, but I think that's a little bit of what Judge Dredd is is becoming in some ways, right? Like some amount of commentary, or at least usage of of the current
0: times inspiration. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, and I it, I really like it. Yeah, I mean, Judge Dredd's clearly like a commentary on whatever modern things happening at the time, like mm. real big time, real obviously kind of, you know. Yes. Uh, if yeah. there's
3: one thing, it's not a very subtle comic book.
0: <laughs> but I think this criticism of Cal and stuff works for any kind of sort of um, vain dictator that you could think of through the years, frankly.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. Like, and... It's easy
0: to draw parallels between him and sort of other people who have abused their power and pos- their positions of power and things like that through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I,
3: I especially like that it just sort of... The whole... Kind of arc starts in blood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just straight up murders Goodman, and then through the rest of it, it's just lots and lots of people getting killed.
0: Yeah, man. It's a super violent um, thing. You know, Kyle's first move is to sentence everybody to death, and that's sort of how it goes, you know? Yeah.
2: Episode 29, Progs 94 to 97, January 1979.
0: 301. Judge Dread Oh, you, you stuck the landing. <laughs> Do my best. Uh, so, Script Robot is uh, John Wagner, writing as John Howard. Art Robots is Brian Bolland, Mike Leach, and Mike McMahon. Clegs! Oh my god. There's first, so many of them. <laughs> but first, uh, Dredd's on the run with a bunch of instructors from the Academy of Justice. Or no, not on their run. They're actually on the assault. They're fighting their way through the city, rebelling against Cal, taking out judges and uh, arresting looters. Which I kind of like. Um, you know, their revolution is for the law, not against it. So if you're a looter, then you got no place with Judge Dredd. And this
3: absolutely has no bearing on the fact that Star Wars was this exact same setup.
0: What? Almost. They tell looters not to loot in Star Wars. I don't remember this.
3: Well, I guess not the verbatim. Yeah, I still, I think they got this idea off Star Wars.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I mean, not going d- all to alligator men. I'm not going to disagree with you, but like this, I mean, I think we've talked about previously how it's sort of inspired by Caligula and I, in uh, I Claudius no, no, and things no, like no. that. No. And so, you know, a Roman emperor bringing in for, like insane foreign troops to um, help put down a local rebellion seems in keeping with the concept is what I'm trying to say. But so <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves because the uh, renegade judges led by Judge Dredd have Trapped uh, Cal in the Justice Department headquarters, and Cal seems pretty okay because he's hired the Clegs, a race of warlike gator dudes, to break up the rebellion.
3: Uh, and he's being pretty serious. They've just—they're giant-bodied men with big alligator heads,
0: yeah. scaly hands, and claws. Yep, and they are paid in meat. Uh, oh, Any kind of meat you like. Uh, Although
3: chop. it is, a, it is kind of advised that you don't feed them humans. Yeah.
0: Well, just so they don't get a, just so they don't get a taste of you for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Anyhow, the rebellion is broken and dread and dread, and the instructors beat a hasty retreat. And the cl- uh, and uh, as punishment for the revolt, Cal decides to execute everyone in Mega City uh, One. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah. It's gonna be nice and orderly, though. He's gonna start in sector one, which is like somewhere in Michigan, and uh, oh, they'll go execute everybody in alphabetical order, starting starting with Aaron A. Ardvark, and working their way through to Zachary Zzzz.
3: What kind of a name is Aaron A. Ardvark,
0: anyway? Well, I mean, I'll spoil you a little bit for the next um, <laughs> the next storyline, but in fact, he had a regular name, but he changed it to be first in the uh, first in the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> so the executions begin cal is overjoyed at his act of incomparable tyranny but man just working their way through everybody one at a time was gonna take forever but oh my god they do have everybody's kind of lined up and being like dragged into execution chambers or something like that
3: <laughs> well he slaps a guy like the first dude yeah. because yeah that's like, right
0: that's like, Aaron a he like yeah he's uh,
3: like
0: i don't want to die and he's like oh my god like you insolent fool you aren't happy to die get out of line you're going last now <laughs> which <laughs> but i also like how all of the um like all of the oddly dressed judges like quincy who's been forced to be in his oh, underwear yeah. Or the guys who um, who let Judge Dredd go and had to wear like funny costumes and stuff—they're just sort of scattered around the periphery of this, you know.
3: Oh yeah, they're his favorite M- judges. They're just being punished.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see one of uh, Cal's lieutenants, Judge Slocum, uh, uh, leaving for the uh, or about to leave for the execution site when he gets picked up by a car with Judges Dredd and Griffin inside. They give Slocum an idea for stopping the executions, and as we soon see, Slocum arrives at the execution site with the dead body of
4: Judge Fish. No, How Judge Fish.
0: Uh, Slocum convinces Cal that Fish died spontaneously at the start of the executions. So, basically, if judges execute uh, if judges execute citizens, then judges will die as well. And Cal's just superstitious enough to believe it. Yeah, he's pretty um, nuts. Yeah, so Judge so Cal ends the executions, and he holds a grand state funeral for Judge Fish, which no one comes to,
3: <laughs> and uh, he's pretty pissed. Yeah, she's out of building.
0: Cal swears to make everyone suffer. Uh, next up, Gr- uh, uh, Grampus, the head of the of the of the Clegg detachment, is made the <sighs> new deputy chief judge. Which and,
3: you know worst choices I guess.
0: Yeah, and pretty much everything is made illegal uh, in, in the city. <laughs> city folk try to leave the city, moving out to mutant lands and Cal forbids this and uh, he basically drafts the entire megacity into building a massive wall along the western border.
3: He after like killing a bunch of citizens enough to actually physically drive them back into the city, then conscripts them.
0: Yep. That's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Despite Dredd's best effort, the wall is built in in a matter of weeks, but the underground resistance continues. Grampus offers to help finding Dredd by unleashing the Hounds of Clegg. Doesn't sound good. And he does. The Hounds of Clegg are lizard dogs that can track people by taste, and they're after Dredd. But
3: if they track them by taste, how will they find him? Oh, you
0: know. You find some... Yeah, you just eat up some leftover dread stuff, buddy. <laughs> this tastes like dread. Yeah, he got some clothes. You know, clothes from his locker. They taste that, and they're like, all right. Then um, they, the trail ends because he got in a bike. They eat some of the asphalt that had the tire tracks on it, and they track <laughs> the tire tracks. Eventually, as. Um, things start to get weird start start to get tense in the dredge in the judge's stronghold the dogs attack oh gosh oh jeez! and one
3: goes like well somebody just straight up dies gets eaten up
0: Kobe yeah. will get eaten uh ju- one of the hounds bites judge Dred's arm up to the shoulder and like whips him around by it, whips him around by it which are damn. Fangs like a vice. Judge Dread is gone is done for. Next next episode. Slicey slicey oncey twicey. <laughs> you really wanted to say that, huh? I'm gonna say it again next week. Um, <laughs> but that's just dread, man. It's uh things looking bad, man. These clegs are no good. The things are getting
3: weird. Like I love how once again. This is like we just got back from the cursed earth. This has gone from like a an assassination, right? Yeah. To like full crazy ass dictatorship.
0: To alligators raining from the sky. Something that's those alligators having dogs. Something that's important to remember about Judge Dread is there's this whole space part of Judge Dread that like doesn't come up all that often, but when it does, it often gets real crazy real fast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like we'll kind of see Clegs on and off from now on um, in Judge Dredd, just when they go off and do space things, or there's diplomacy with the Klegs and other things like that. Jesus,
3: I, there's just like I don't know. It it's so bizarre right now. Yeah, <laughs> and no. uh, I'm I'm okay with it getting a little bit loopy. Like he he brings everybody up on this kill assembly line. Places a wreath of flowers on them,
0: and then sends them to their death. <laughs> like Cow's insanity, especially, really elevates all the actions of everybody else in the inv- involved in this. Just because he's so ridiculous and over the top, that um, it makes it okay to just be ridiculous and over the top. It's just like it makes it, it, it means that everybody else's standards are, di- are different because. Like what you're gonna be like repressed and like and, like subtle when cows out there being you know employing fish as deputy judges and then holding funerals for those fish like no man you gotta <laughs> you gotta up your game you know.
3: Well, it's funny because uh, he's not imprisoning them anymore.
0: No, nah, now he's just straight up uh, executing people. It's good times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you know. <laughs> It's super awesome and whatever. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I just want to say space stuff for Judge Dredd, very interesting. We're going to see more space stuff as time goes by, especially 1980 when we get to the Judge Child. Oh, it's going to be good times. Things for the memory book. I'm excited
3: just for, like, the idea of, uh, of like, a prophesied Judge baby. Yeah,
4: man.
2: Episode 30, Progs 98 to 101. February 1979.
4: 301, Judge Dread. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sorry.
0: You, you son of a bitch. I'm uh, sorry. No, it's okay, buddy. Um, so Judge Dredd this month is a uh, script robot is John Wagner, occasionally writing as John Howard. Uh, the yeah. art robots are uh, Brian Bolland and mike mcmahon and the lettering robot is tom frame i realize i haven't been saying the lettering robots much and so i'm trying to fix that and say it more often
3: we appreciate your hard work gentlemen
0: it's tr- man you gotta letter this stuff and i really do appreciate like all of the all of 2000 ad is uh is is, is hand lettered at this point and it's a real it makes it real look real nicer than than typewriter lettered things which look really bad in my opinion anyhow, when we last left Judge Dredd, there was a vicious Clegg hound eating his arm. Oh, the... but snap. Not well, the right was, one. Yeah, I was just going to say that the Cleggs are vicious gator men from beyond the stars. They've been hired as mercenaries by the evil Judge Cal, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. Judge Dredd is opposing. But yeah, like you said, unfortunately for the hound, the arm that he ate was Judge Dredd's gun arm, and he shoots himself free.
3: <laughs> Which, awesome. Like, out the gate... But then,
0: <laughs> nothing like blowing blowing death mutts off your hand. But then the clegs themselves attack with their classic um, with their classic war cry: "Slicey, slicey, oncey, twicey, claw and fang, oh kill dread nicey, meaty, chop <laughs> chop
4: 'em neatly. Death or glory, no retreaty. Cleg high, cleg <laughs> high.
3: <laughs> it's so amazing." Just dancing and singing and screaming.
0: Uh, it's pretty good. Um, oh, and
3: then Judge Cal makes the best face I've ever seen ever in the entire world.
0: Yeah, he asks uh, his lieutenant, Judge Slocum, uh, Oh, those Cleggs are great. I wish I would have been a Clegg, right? And Slocum's like, Ah, oh, you're uh, you're too good-looking to be a Clegg uh, chief judge. And Cal's like, Nope. He's <laughs> very pleased by that comment. It's true, but less pleased are the rebel judges who are under Clegg attack and have to make a run for it. Except, uh, many are injured, including Judge Fernandez with his sweet mustache, <laughs> who um, leads, who le- stays behind to lead a retreat. They all pile into a roadliner, like this big kind of uh, trolley bus arc. thing, yeah, and they make their escape. They're followed by Hal, by Cal, personally following them in a hovership in close pursuit. He shoots the road out from under Dread and the rebels, and they fall from the highway eight thousand feet up, possibly to their doom.
3: No oh, snap! What's going to happen?
0: Well, when they hit the ground, they smash through the city surface of Mega City One and deep into the Ohio River, the Big Smelly, as it's called. Which is underneath and in like the catacomb section, Megacity One.
3: I love how uh, on impact they're just ballooned and sandwiched in between a bunch of uh, crash airbags.
0: Yeah, that's not till later, though. For now, we just sort oh of, right, we just sort of they're missing and presumed dead, basically. Yeah. And I'll note that uh, while the Ohio River actually runs from Western Pennsylvania sort of to the Mississippi. I'm not super sure if it actually fits within the borders of Mega City 1 that we've seen previously, yeah. but don't worry about it too much. Anyhow, uh Dread is presumed dead and Cal calls for celebration. To celebrate Dread dying, no law for 24 hours in the city. Crime oh, crime-full zone. Woo! But apparently the citizens are so broken up about Dread's death that crime actually goes down during this period. <laughs> Cal is incensed. He demands the love of the citizens. Meanwhile, the judges under Cal worry that he's fully out of control and that Dread was the only one who could have stopped him. Oh, so next in the next Prague, Cal is livid that no one loves him, so he makes anything that makes people happy illegal. You got to <laughs> turn in all your favorite stuff to be incinerated by the Justice Department.
3: It's uh, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, we see that the rebel judges have crashed through the superstructure of the city into the catacombs underneath to the uh, the river itself. The Big Smelly. Gross. Yeah, a bunch of uh downsider mutants advance on them, and things look bad. But then there's a voice. It's Fergie. <laughs> I don't get this at all. Fergie is the giant smelly king of the Big Smelly. He's, he's like, got a
3: big baseball bat and a he's, lantern.
0: He's super dumb. He's got a lantern. He's got a, uh, a denim vest covered in patches and pins and stuff. And he's uh, got a constant cloud of flies following him around. And he's kind of dumb in a funny way, I guess.
3: He smacks himself in the face with his own bat to try to kill one of his fly. flies.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the deal with Fergie is. It's... Um, <laughs> It's one of those things that they don't really talk about in anything that I've seen. I haven't seen anything that's like, here's what we were trying to do when we made this this joke character Fergie. But whatever. <laughs> He's there to be kind of comic relief or something like that. I don't know. Um, I
3: guess. Anything's better than Walter.
0: Yeah. Dredd tries to arrest him and knocks him about, but Fergie bounces back and the two of them are about to have a fight. Yep. Until the final prog for Judge Dredd, Cal's making a movie about his life. He casts, (laughs) he has a casting call for Judge Dredds, and they're all, like, really tall or uh, midget or really short or uh, really old or something. And Cal says midget and calls the guy, the little person who actually wins the role. He says, like, ah, thank you, midget. You've done an excellent job. It's, you know, he's not a good guy. No. Uh, (laughs) He, he uh, Cal casts famous Mega City one movie star Conrad Khan as himself. Oh snap, Woo! Conrad! <laughs> um, Khan needs some some convincing, i.e., threats to his life to take the role, but he does so. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's fist verse baseball bat as Dread and Fergie duke it out.
3: Not a really great uh, game,
0: personally, if you ask me. <laughs> Luckily, Dread is tough enough to earn Fergie's friendship. And after the remaining rebel judges commemorate their dead, and there's only like five of them left, there's a Dredd, Giant, and then the judge tutors, Griffin, Pepper, and Kelso. Pepper they always head- cracks me up. Pepper's a real jerk. Um, but they head off with Fergie to stay at his place and make further plans to take down Cal.
3: Also, Judge Schmaltz, because he's so schmaltzy.
0: Well, no, Judge Schmaltz is the one that that like dies, right? And yep, he's got they, the
3: sappy part.
0: They try, yeah, like, he does like a sad thing. Um, he like does like a speech, like you guys got to keep fighting, and then he mm. dies. And then they like, all right, he's dead. Then he, like he comes back to life for just a second to say like, and one more thing, and then he finally uh, death rattles out.
3: It's really bizarre. It's like. <laughs> In the middle of all of this weird stuff happening, it's, like, super goofy.
0: There's definitely... uh, One of the things I like about Judge Cal is that while there is a lot of serious stuff with the genocide and the murder and stuff, Mm. like, there's definitely also an underlying theme of goofiness throughout this whole um, storyline. You know, they got the Judge Fish, even the Klegs are kind of goofy, like, mm. all the Cal stuff's really ridiculous. Like, it, it keeps it light and makes it less oppressive and dark and stuff.
3: I mean, even the tutors are, like, super characterized and, like, try to play off each other. It's very rare, like, that an entire thing will be serious in this arc so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like,
3: the, like, all the characters are really hands-on on each other. Like, Cal, like, literally grabs Conrad's forehead and, like, touches his chin and all this other
0: stuff yeah he's pretty handsy with him Uh, it's It's
3: bizarre like so good i enjoy this is like right out the gate like snapped me awake to read these comics (laughs) um this was absolutely one of my favorite dreads possibly just because it's so bizarre
0: (laughs) nice yeah it's got some pretty cool stuff and this is definitely a classic um dread story for sure Mm.
2: episode 31 Progs 102 to 106, March 1979.
0: Thrill 1, Judge Dread. Oh, also speaking of betraying each other for the love of McGillicuddy. <laughs> uh, all of Judge Dread this month is written by John Wagner, writing as John Walker. The art robots are... Brian Ballin, Gary Leach, Ron Smith, Brett Ewins, and Brennan McCarthy. And the lettering robot is Tom Frame. I'm going to try to do more lettering robots. I'm sorry I've been missing those out. Apologies to all the lettering robots out there. You are all beautiful, unique snowflakes. It's true. So, when last we left off, uh, Dredd, he and the rebel, and the rest of the rebel judges, of which there are five, or five including Dread, had... Fallen into the uh, catacombs beneath Mega City 1 to the Big Smelly, the Ohio River, where they met Fergie, the king of the, o- the, king of the Big Smelly, a uh, giant dude with a denim vest covered in buttons and patches and a perpetual cloud of flies.
3: And like a really detailed face and like a, he just looks like st- like the mad TV kid, you know?
0: Yeah, kind of stewardy. Yeah. But also just real dumb. Real dumb, real violent. Good times with Fergie. <laughs>
3: just smashes things.
0: Yeah. Cooks some so, rats. Exactly, yeah. So Fergie leads Dread Giant and the Scholar Judges to his uh, place, which is an ancient body shop in the ruins of the underworld of Megacity 1. He serves them roast rat, and, they th- and the judges theorize how Cal has taken over. They have an idea that maybe it was through his daily briefings, that he made as head of the of the SJS, the uh, Special Judge Service, because those were unheard by because like Giant had has been out of town recently, so he wouldn't have heard them. Mm. Uh, judge Dredd was in the Cursed Earth, and the Academy tutor and the, and the and the tutors at the Academy just aren't involved in day to day law enforcement, so they wouldn't have heard Cal's daily briefings either.
3: Which like you don't think to check for this if it can be done.
0: Well, they didn't know to check, and now the tapes are locked up in uh, Justice HQ. Fair enough. Or in the Hall of Justice, I should say. Mm-hmm. But that's precisely what Dredd decides to set out to prove. He, uh, he and Fergie head out, leaving the other four rebels behind for safety so they can pick up the revolution if he gets ca- caught or captured. And then <laughs> Dredd and Fergie head out for justice. Once they get topside, they're immediately caught by Cal's forces. Oh, no. <laughs> it's
3: like a tank and some, and some goons.
0: Yeah, uh, a Justice Department uh, pat wagon. And because they're under attack from the pat wagon and the goons inside, Dred and Fergie fall back. Um, then they, they pull the old uh, turn in one, one member of the team as a prisoner and then start shooting everybody, Ruse yep As Works every in- time yeah it definitely kind of works every time <laughs> and it works here they end up taking control of the pat wagon and dread deputizes Fergie with the badge of a of a dead or incapacitated judge <laughs> which
3: pretty great like yeah. just giving this doofus with a bat always a judge yeah. a judge
0: seal mm-hmm <laughs> So they take the pat wagon to Dred's old apartment where they find Walter serving its new residence, a bunch of the alligator man mercenaries, the Klegs, who are being <laughs> huge assholes to Walter, and then Dread a- and then Dread and Fergie attack. Let's get heavy.
3: <laughs> Boo. I mean, yay violence, but
0: Yeah, you know. It's it's up and down. So, Dread and Fergie take out the out the Klegs, and while Fergie and Walter have an instant um, uneasy relationship, Dredd has a plan. Walter will betray him, <gasps> and w- Walter's like, no. But then we cut to Walter calling the justice to, the the Hall of Justice to turn in Dread, and he's oh my brought God. in there's some there's some standard Walter type stuff where he tries to call in he tries to turn in Judge Dwedd and the uh operators like there's no judge Dwedd on the uh, oh, God, on the operating right. roles <clears throat> and like, oh yeah, that's Dredd's robot with that lisp that everybody hates. oh my God <laughs> so as uh, as Walter's brought into the Hall of Justice. Uh, Dredd and Fergie start raising hell with their stolen pat wagon and then escape into the sewers. All right. <laughs> See more sewers. So Walter's brought before Judge Cal, who's livid at Judge Dredd's determined um, stance of staying alive. Oh, I mean, and...
3: he goes nuts, though. He's like, Oh, it's Judge Dredd's robot. Bring me an axe. I'm going to cut it in half. And, like, That's right. <laughs> throws his. Fists up to the heavens and just screams.
0: Yeah. Walter struggles to speak as Cal is about to use an axe to cut Walter's head right off.
3: It's really intense.
0: <laughs> but before the axe can fall, Walter starts spilling the beans. He talks about how he hates Dread and Dread is the worst. It's a brilliant gambit. <laughs> oh. Uh, Cal organizes a press tour for Walter to badmouth Dread and makes Walter the first robot judge.
3: But not before some really terrible stuff happens for foreshadowing for uh,
0: Slocum. Judge Slocum, who's been one of Cal's top guys up until this point, says that this is a crazy idea and it won't work. Cal does not appreciate this but anyhow Walter goes on tour bad mouthing dread on talk shows that i can only assume are making fun of uk talk shows in 1978 mm. in 1979 but i i don't know um i'm an american and f- born th- i'm an american who was born in the year 1980 i don't like i can't i this is pop culture <laughs> stuff that's over my head <laughs> After several days, Walter makes his move, stealing a copy of one of Cal's briefing tapes. But he's caught by Judge Slocum. Oh, man. Yeah, things look bad and kill until Cal <laughs> arrives to punish <laughs> Judge Slocum for calling him crazy. Slocum is injected with a paralyzing agent. And because, uh. like Cal had said, like, oh, I know you worry about me. I see all the worry lines on your face. Uh, the paralyzing agent allows cow to very creepily smooth slocum's face and then twist his and then twist his mouth into like a ridiculous joker smile That's and then, so creepy and terrible and then the cleggs lower him into a giant vat of vinegar pickling him to death
4: oh
3: geez just so that he can see him smiling forever it is the worst kind of death I, and it, then walter gets away anyway
0: yeah like judge cow's like oh hey you drop this uh, tape, Walter. Here you go. Get out of here. <laughs> I'll mention also that I'm reading uh, the book's uh, Thrill Power Overload, which is a history of 2000 AD. And this specific sequence is called out as an example of uh, censorship that they got from sort of the higher-up brass at 2000 AD. Really? Like, this used to be a much more graphic scene. But... Oh, the brass whoa. was like, no, like you got, you just say it's vinegar and say you're pickling him, Not that it's like acid that'll burn off his skin or something like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyhow,
3: <That's> awesome.
0: <laughs> we cut to a uh, Cal ruling with an iron fist. All of you know, there's tons of Big Brother. Like Cal is watching signs all over the mega city. There's giant walls keeping people in, spy cameras and constant strip searches. Keeping people in line, but hey, like you know, the 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 trains run on time and the mail is delivered quickly, so okay.
3: Like in four hours or something like that. It's nuts.
0: It's a good show too because one letter is addressed to Fergie and contains a copy of Cal's briefing tape. Oh snap! When the judges check it out, yeah, baby, it's got subliminal messages in it. Oh no!
3: They were right the first time.
0: Yeah. In, uh, academy instructor Judge Pepper thinks he can make a copy that will counteract Cal's, but it'll take two weeks. You've got seven days. But then, as Cal go- grows... <laughs> then incre- actually
3: don't have seven days. Yeah.
0: Cal's growing increasingly crazy. A couple times in this month, he's sort of started yelling at like previous chief judges and how yeah. they're... Like, Judging him, and he'll like show them and be the best chief judge ever and stuff. He he's keeps like hearing voices. Nuts. He's like yeah. rolling around holding his head. <laughs> totally. But one day he wakes up and he's calm and he announces that he's going to preserve the city in its current pristine state. How? by secreting nerve gas all throughout the city then releasing it killing every living thing in the city but preserving its beautiful building as an infrastructure for the rest of time oh my gosh
3: and once again he decides to commit genocide on the entire populace but
0: this time as opposed to systematic and one at a time he's just going to press a button and do it all at once (laughs) so now there's no time to make that tape a couple hours later, with a rushed tape, the neck basically the next morning, the six men, the five judges, and that's Judge Dredd, Judge Giant, and then instructors Griffin, Pepper, and Kelso, along with Fergie, start their <laughs> assaults on the heart of on the Hall of Justice. They've got to get their tape to the briefing room or Mega City One is doomed.
3: That's a lot of doom.
0: Yeah. Next week, Dred's army. Dude. Pretty Uh, good, man. There's some good. It's nuts. There's some good crazy Judge Cal stuff in here. It's like Uh, a crazy person wrote it. There's some really great fight, like the the uh, the Dread and Fergie versus the Clegs fight is really good. Mm -hmm. There's some good car chase stuff with the Pat wagon. Um, The opening of Prague 106 that just shows Cal's tyranny over Mega City 1 just has a bunch of really arresting images and all these pictures of, like, the oppression that Judge Cal's brought to the city that's really, like, um, really eye-catching and really sets the scene really well of showing him as this tyrant that needs to be stopped, you know?
3: Oh, my favorite was just everyone's faces—they're hustling the fuck out of trains. Yeah, <laughs> just like oh crap, we got to get out of here. Yeah,
0: there's ju- there's armed judges everywhere, just making sure that everybody's o- orderly and quick on the trains and stuff. It's pretty awesome.
3: Um, I'd still—it's the most arresting thing, <clears throat> even if they did tone it down. Um, injecting Slocum, who's like been this dude who's who's been kind of in lockstep, surviving. Everything. yeah he's been
0: one of we've seen him be like one of cal's top lieutenants throughout this whole time it's interesting the just the characters of the of the of the bit pla you know we've talked about this before but the characters of the bit players throughout um the judge cal sis um the judge cal storyline be it slocum or percy the guy in his underwear or the guys have to wear like the little girl costumes and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. it it creates sort of a language of who's around cal and what's going on with him that makes it him you know seem kind of more perverse or something like that just because (laughs) as opposed to a bunch of regular judges he's got these strangely dressed armed get armed dudes (laughs) very
3: specifically right like he keeps them around he still sees their value they're just they did something bad and now they have to dress in tutu
0: yeah it's cool
3: it's so just bizarre but yeah i really i really enjoyed this i'm still kind of like fergie is this weird ad but um if if people have sort of been following along with this arc they come into town a man dies a crazy person takes over everything escalates really quickly to where alligators fall out of the sky. They then jump in a stink river and now
0: yeah,
3: are coming back in uh, and <laughs> trying to stop nerve gas. Like I love judge Dredd.
0: <laughs> There's so much stuff going on at once for sure.
3: It's, it, it's ridiculous. Like I'm what's, what's really nailing all of this stuff for me in each of the comics that I like, um, for this month are, are just like these larger story arcs that are really good. And I'm getting that out of Dread. For sure.
2: Episode 32. Progs 107 to 110. April
4: 1979.
0: 301. Judge Dread. All right. Judge Dredd, the script robot this month, is John Wagner, writing as John Howard. The art robot's Ron Smith and Brian Bolland. And the lettering robot is Tom Frame. <laughs> we start with Dread and the rebels, uh, Judge Giant, Judge Griffin, Judge Kelso, Judge Pepper, all breaking into the Hall of Justice. Using the underground tunnels that lead through the first chief ju- to the grave of the first chief judge, Judge Fargo. Is he entombed there, or is that just his stuff? I think he's entombed there, like Lenin style, kind of.
3: Oh my god! Super awesome, also gross.
0: Because it says, "Here lies Judge Fargo." Mm. You know,
3: and it's like the sealed case and everything.
0: Yeah, two thousand one to two thousand fifty one.
3: Freak out. He's alive now. Start looking for the judge child.
0: Man, you don't even know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so they break in. Fergie stops while breaking in to make sure that his flies come with him. And they, yeah. make, they make their way into the Hall of Justice. The basic plan is they'll act natural and blend in. Unfortunately, Judge Dredd's instantly <laughs> recognized. And and so
3: backhands a dude right in the T.
0: And then they just shoot their way through the whole place.
3: Which, uh, you know, actually really works out for them. They almost immediately get to the control room where they have to put that special tape in the machine that makes people brainwashed.
0: Hey, just because it's plan B doesn't mean it's a bad plan, you know? <laughs>
3: Well I mean why not just go with that one? I well, guess because you don't know, shoot as many people.
0: Yeah, they don't want to kill quite as many of their own guys as they if if they don't have to, you know? Mm. But so they go to the briefing room, they replace Cal's tape with their own, and the judges instantly turn on Cal, but it's now or never because all the nerve gas has been distributed around the city, and all there remains is for Cal to go to the top of the giant Statue of Justice, of course, a statue of a judge towering over the Statue of Liberty, and, and press the button to release the nerve gas. Uh, since everybody's about to die, the Klegs are like, hey, we're good, uh, see you later. <laughs> and as they prepare to get on their ships to go to their next job, the judges attack!
3: Ah, snap! And it's a lot of them on awesome amounts of motorcycles.
0: Yeah, they're all in their Lawmasters. The Cleggs try to surrender, but the judges are like, no dice, and just gun them all down.
3: Oh my god, the scene where they're just like blowing them to shreds with bullets... It's real
0: awesome. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. So Cal uh, runs for the statue, and a giant door closes behind him. Kelso tries to slide under it, but but he doesn't make it, and it's an anti-vandal door. So it crushes him to death. Mashes him. Oh, so awesome. And um, all their bike guns will never be able to break through the door, so all is lost. Or maybe. (laughs) Probably not, though. In the next prog, as more Klegs are gunned down by the judges... They drive a truck through the entry to the statue. It's and the make bullet it truck, yeah, or another one of those bullet trucks. Mm. Uh, they all head in, or sorry, at the in the head of the uh, st- of the statue of justice. Cal shares a toast with some of his top lieutenants, and then they're about to turn on him, but it turns out that he's poisoned them, and they all die. <laughs> Cal is about to press what the. the hell? Yeah, he's about to press the button to activate the nerve gas when Fergie leads the charge against him, uh, and gets three shots to the chest for his action from Cal.
3: She's like, "No, Fergie down." Oh,
0: yeah, and also, even though the uh, the second tape is kind of broken, Cal's mass hypno- hi- mass hypnosis. Mm. Once he's actually there giving orders, the judges all quickly fall in line and start trying to restrain the rebels.
3: Just is super bizarre, but, you know, then Fergie gets a second wind, I guess.
0: Fergie, yeah, well, you know, the three shots basically turned Fergie's screen red, and he had to hide behind something for a couple seconds, <laughs> and then he was cured just good as new. He That's rallies. I mean, any video game, basically. <laughs> he uh, he, gra- Fer- Fergie grabs Cal, he puts him in a headlock, and then... Cal orders a bunch of judges to, like, pull him off, but Fergie won't be stopped, and he takes himself, Cal, and a dozen other judges trying to restrain him over the side of the statue and to the ground hundreds of feet below. The tyrant is defeated. Dude. And the,
3: then they erect a statue of Fergie like yeah. everywhere.
0: Well I was gonna say first there's a funny moment where Cal says that as chief judge he has control over the laws of gravity as well oh and tries my to God. stop himself from falling. But it's no dice.
3: Yeah, no, he just he just gets crushed.
0: Yeah. In the aftermath and after the remaining Klegs are wiped out, they even show them like exploding their spaceships as they try to fly away. <laughs> Uh, Megacity 1 is rebuilt and filled with statues commemorating Fergie and his sacrifice it's him sitting on a toilet it's good Uh, it's time to choose a new judge who? maybe Judge Dredd but nah he rejects it because he's just a simple street judge instead sweet eye patch judge instructor (laughs) uh, Griffin is given the job and Dredd heads out to the streets that's where he's needed Ah, so just so you know Fox What's up? We've basically been running to a one continuous storyline since the Cursed Earth started. Oh, my ba- God. Back in episode 17. Like, this is episode 32. Yeah, unbroken. You know? It's just been one thing to another, all the Cursed Earth, which leads directly to Judge Cal, which leads directly to now, basically.
3: Oh, my God.
0: As part of this, Prog 109, there's no Judge Dredd. He just takes the he takes the week off, basically. You need it when you're pumping out that much. My right. God. And all connected, too. And yeah. then, Prague 110, we get the first uh, regular Prague Dread one-shot since episode 17.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's been some time accordion, accordioning, basically. Mm. Like, a lot gets made about Judge Dread taking place in real time. So, like what's happening in Mega City 1 like today in 2017 is 40 years from what was taking place you know when judge when 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 whitey killed killed the judge in Prog 2 of 2000 AD, you know right um but you know that's it that doesn't mean that every week every prog is the is what happened in Mega City mm. 1 the week that that prog came out right right it's not like i mean Many times there's connected stories where very little time passes in between progs. So it means that every once in a while, when they finish big stories like that, time accordions a little bit. And that's what it is here. We're sort of, as opposed to being stretched out very much, it compacts in. So Mm. this one starts, it's several months later, basically. Uh, The city's getting back underway. But in the absence, as the judges have been sort of rebuilding the city and revitalizing things and getting back up to up and going, things have broken down a little bit in certain parts of the city. Womp womp. Yes, yeah, as, as we see now, a bunch of no-good punks have taken over part of the city. <laughs> and they've said set... Punks just means, like, people with really odd choices of, like, mouthwear. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of a general term for, like, heavy metal and hardcore and everything else, guys, yeah. you know? I suppose. Um... Yeah, so they've established their own punk version of the justice system and basically they've made a, a no go zone there, and from the map that we see in Justice HQ, it's somewhere in like South Carolina, basically. But <laughs> this will not stand. No. Some of, the, some of the judges suggest like us we send a fifty man squad of judges to root them out, but Dread disagrees Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Dread disagrees. He said, uh, "He says send one man to clean them up to put the fear of judges back into everyone in Mega City in Mega City One." Bet so.
3: It's that, yeah. Just send me in, and I'll beat up everybody and put them in my big uh, dump truck, and I'll shoot a bunch of guys in the hand, but not kill anyone, and make sure we just arrest everybody.
0: Um, he shoots some people. <laughs> so. <laughs>
3: He definitely. Oh, that's right. The hotshot comes
4: back.
0: Yeah. So that what Fox said is right. Basically, uh, Dredd arrives at the no-go zone with a garbage truck, and he yeah. proceeds to one-man army his way through the neighborhood. Um, it's pretty great. Everybody, he you know, he does shoot guns out of hands and shoot guns generally to try to take people alive. But then he basically tie, he basically handcuffs them to the inside the garbage truck. But you know, he'll kick you in the face. He'll shoot you in a way that makes you fall off a building, or use one of his hot shot heat seeker bullets to shoot around a corner and shoot you right in the heart, basically. Which came in? He's Don't not a judge. He's not above a killing perps. It's just he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. It's not his first choice, basically. Do we
3: have a tally after this?
0: Uh, it's hard to tell exactly how many people he's killed. Um, I'll edit this later and I'll, I'll reenter my, uh, judge dread kill count. I'm sorry. I haven't been keeping it up. No worries. It adds like, whatever it is, there's like 30 clegs on there that we just can't <laughs> count, you know? <laughs> Hey, it's Conrad from the future with the Judge Dread Kill Count. It's been especially bloody recently, and our Kill Count stands at 93 kills for the Judge. Just a reminder that for the Kill Count, I'm counting kills of human beings and sentient aliens. I'm not counting robots or dinosaurs. Back to the show. In the past. But so, eventually... He's he rolls through the town, he's unstoppable, and it's sweet as hell. Eventually, it comes down to Dredd and the leader of the punks, Bob. Dred kicks his ass and forces him to to admit that he's just a cheap punk. Then he drives all the punks to the wall and kicks them out of the South Muty Land Tunnel.
3: It's like, peace dudes, you guys get to live on the outside for like 10 years.
0: Yeah, citizenship is a privilege, not a right. You're exiled. (laughs) So messed up. Next episode, the Exo men Man, the end of James Cal, dude.
3: It's really good.
0: Yeah, like, I love that they just made this character Fergie and made him real ridiculous, but then had him (laughs) sacrifice himself for the good of the city and stuff.
3: I mean, it was going to happen. He was that character who was introduced for an arc, but I mean, yeah. um, the The other part of it, though, is that like he seemed so very weirdly out of place to me for the longest time. But the end was pretty sweet. Yeah, like he was he was a weird noble savage character, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Fergie's a lot of fun, and this was you know this is the Judge Cal is the big like dread story for this year in. Uh, 2000 AD, it's the big, mm-hmm. dread, the big dread story. The next one will be the Judge Child in 1980, and that's going to be, oh, it's going to be so good.
3: <laughs> well, this ended really well. You but, know, yeah, no, Cal's really Cal awesome. being a psychopath.
0: Man. Yeah. I think, in general, I, I kind of like the earlier parts of it, just where Cal's really in power and being really crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Judge Fish is always a favorite, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. But, yeah, generally, real good. And then just having a one shot that's just dread being un- an, un- an unstoppable one man punk punk killing machine <laughs> is really good as well.
3: Well, it's just like, hey guys, don't forget he's also a really good cop as he like brings back a truckload of <laughs> yeah.
0: Burps. He doesn't bring him back; he kicks him out. But oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah.
2: Episode thirty three, Progs one hundred and eleven to one hundred and fourteen. May nineteen
0: seventy nine. Thrill One, Judge Dread. A uh, script robot for Judge Dredd is John Wag. Is John Wagner writing as John Howard? The art is by the art robot is Ron Smith and Brett Ewins, and lettering robots are Peter Knight and Tom Frame. Oh, oh it's the X.
3: I... I... Sorry. What? <laughs> oh no! Just restart your thing.
0: Oh. Ah. Uh, well, no, I'm good. Exo Man. <laughs> Ah, oh, fox! They're these guys. They're in exoskeletons and they're robbing a bank. I Not forgot e-
3: how stupid and ridiculous this was. It was so great.
0: Not even the robot bank manager can stop them.
3: No, they're gonna punch him right in the cigar button.
0: That's right. Meanwhile, and
3: he's spew cigars like all over a dude's face. Of course, it's really sexual.
0: Jeez. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dredd is meeting with uh, Mrs. Marjorie Blackshack and Counselor Frank Petty of the Citizens I citi-
3: think you mean um, Counselor Frank Petty.
0: <laughs> I said oh, oh yeah, sorry. Of the Citizens Committee for Compassion for Criminals. These namby-pamby liberals say Dredd doesn't have enough compassion for criminals. So they're going to uh, oh, go, go ahead. So they're going to follow him around all day to see his method
3: which, you know, really great idea for a guy who gets shot at, like on the daily
0: ah uh, they he just has to understand these criminals, man. He's too hard on them. So he Dish. heads out to uh, to stop the exo men. he they get in a car chase and to kill one, and then another gets um, and then another one get one gets arrested and dread sentences him to twenty years on the spot. And the duo from the c from the c c c c is livid. And oh yeah they ask the captured exo uh, men about his childhood and all that stuff meanwhile it's terrible <laughs> meanwhile dread chases the last exo men onto the train tracks and they have a cool fight
3: <laughs> oh my god it ends with him throwing his motorcycle into the dude
0: yeah and then when dread and, and then he picks up a, like a wrecking ball and dread <laughs> is about to lose when suddenly the bad guy gets hit by a train <laughs>
3: oh my god double vehicle kill
0: everything seems all wrapped up until Dredd returns to his prisoner the middle Exo-Man and it looks like he's escaped and as he's done it he's kidnapped Mrs. Black Shack oh no freaking surprise (laughs) This, uh, so it looks like while Dredd was taking down the Exo Men with a train, the, uh, C, 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 the quad C biddies were getting a sob story from the captured Exo Man. They believe him, and then they go to, like, the hardware store, buy some bolt cutters, and remove his handcuffs. At which Which, point, you know, yeah, at which point he, you know, punches people, gets back in his exoskeleton suit, and runs away, kidnapping Mrs. Blackjack.
3: I like he wants more money and he's not gonna get it.
0: Mm-mm. So uh, he's holding her ransom for a million credits. Uh, she remains compassionate until she finds out from the ransom call they aren't gonna pay. At which point she freaks out and like.
3: Well, start... and like they're like super condescending about it. They're like, "Oh, you know, you're like replaceable," and this other person's been doing so well. And then they they have like a. Uh, support crime off it's weird hmm.
0: yeah so so she freaks out she starts beating up the exo man <laughs> she she yells at the government official that's on, on the phone and it gives the the justice department enough time to trace the call oh, god eventually the exo man decides to kill miss black shack and she changes her opinion about criminals as dread arrives to take out the trash
3: dude he's cl- he clamped down on her neck With, like,
0: these pincers. It's awesome. In the end, Dredd uses a ricochet bullet to hit the control panel of the exosuit, and the perp careens into a furnace and burns to death. Good times.
3: (laughs) Score Judge Dredd. That's uh, a nuts...
0: In the end, all is well, and Dredd sentences Black Shack and Counselor Petty to six months' penal servitude for freeing the X-Men. Compassion is a curse!
3: Well, like, did they think they weren't going to get some form of arrested?
0: I think it's pretty awesome. Honestly, 100% my favorite thing is when Judge Dredd arrests (laughs) both a criminal and the victim of the crime. Oh my god.
3: (laughs) Because, hey man how dare you get your purse stolen you were just you just had it out there
0: you're inciting a crime buddy (laughs) but i mean honestly letting a criminal out of handcuffs and then him kidnapping you you are kind of responsible for that
3: and and who thinks that's a
0: good idea (laughs) these these no good crime criminal lovers buddy Oh, God. They don't know what's what. Their their pointy heads have been poisoned by, like, liberal thought or something. I don't know.
3: <laughs> All I don't know the supreme overlord.
0: I don't know how people talked about this stuff in, like, the 70s. You know, I can just only do it through a lens of what people say about things now, you know? Yeah, fair
3: <laughs> dues. It's just, like, it was so hilarious. It's pretty good. I wanted more Exo-Men, but instead yeah. we got some different.
0: Yeah, next up, there's a mad scientist. He's using DNA to make a clone, and the clone, and it goes pretty bad, uh, the clone, he's named Dennis, <laughs> or as he says it, Dennis. The professor's <laughs> assistant, Beaker, uh, disagrees with all this cloning stuff and attacks the scientist and tries to kill Dennis, but Dennis takes him out instead.
3: Because so, he's like a super freak, strong.
0: Yeah, he's like a good super Stein strong. Tough, you, god fuck, god, Fox. <laughs> Sorry. Because they find the body and dreads on the case, and they do an analysis of a cigarette case, and they find fingerprints for both uh, both Beaker, this lab lab assistant, and the professor whose name is Milton D. Frankenstein. My bad. (laughs) Which you just you blew it, man.
3: I I I don't think it was going to be a twist, man.
0: Also, this Frankenstein is probably not related to Frankenstein Two that we saw in Prague Six, Episode Two of the podcast. That's right.
3: <laughs> yeah, note. you got it. Con, Conrad note. See, got, uh, see, Episode Two, Prague Six. Yeah,
0: you, you got to remember these things. Yeah, he was an organ legger, whatever. Dread, <laughs> oh dread, put him in jail for receiving. Uh, stolen property, like the very stolen organs within him. It was pretty cool, anyhow. Oh, that's
3: right. he he arrests him in the uh, in the hospital
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. so next, so final Prague, there's a fake out cold open where we see uh, where we see and and then we see Dredd interview Frankenstein the doctor claims innocence and Dredd seems to agree so he rides off meanwhile the professor decides to make some more dna men but they're all jacked up monsters there's even a cyclops <laughs> Frankenstein sends not to kill dread as you do. They rampage through the city, but they're mentally controlled by Frankenstein because they're clones of him. So he's got like mental command, I guess.
3: Yeah, dude. Didn't so you they... read the old Rick Random where we're a psychic race?
0: Okay, I mean, fair. <laughs> that was psychic interpersonal <laughs> communication, not just psychic ability with your clones, dude. That was a different <laughs> setup. God. <laughs>
3: This one's genetically in hand. I'm
0: picking you up for with everything for this episode, Fox. I know, man.
3: You just look if, uh, if you weren't meant to carry.
0: Who would? Any, anyhow, uh, <laughs> the clones burst into uh, Dred's apartment. They attack Dred, Walter the robot, and the return of Dred's Italian housekeeper Maria.
3: Dumb. <laughs> is always amazing I used to hate her until Walter happened and then Walter
0: was a jerk to Maria Walter's a huge jerk to Maria and Maria just wants to make her the minestrone soup uh, but... which is awesome Dred shoots one of the Cyclopses or she, Dredd shoots the Cyclops and one of the other clones ones with the big forehead and uh, then tosses another one out the window but there's still three left they they grab the Dredd and he's pinned on each side Yeah, next episode on... Next episode, ugly, ugly, ugly. (laughs) Which I really like. (sighs) Judge Dredd, man. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you know, just like not not quite one offs, but like a two off and like like two two offs, basically. Yeah. Fine, fine, Judge Dread stuff. Nothing, nothing, n- n- nothing mind blowing. Nothing real bad. Just workman like Judge Dread equipment or, or SFS. Yeah. Uh,
3: like I'm I'm gonna give like red light, green light on on these progs this month. Like this is something you should read. Like it's enjoyable. The exosuit stuff is really funny, like <laughs> just them breaking shit. Uh, and the Frankenstein stuff—they're pretty creative looking. Like I actually like the the freaks.
0: Yeah, there's a good there's a good variety of jacked up mutants among the <laughs> uh, among the Frankenstein's for sure.
3: Yeah, so I mean, you get to see him beat up some stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Not the worst. Totally decent end, good cliffhanger.
2: Episode thirty four. Progs 115 to 119, June 1979.
4: Thrill One, Judge Dredd.
0: That was well done. Hey man, I'm like on my game tonight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Someone's gotta be. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Uh, Script robot for Judge Dredd. All this this month is uh, John Wagner writing as John Howard. Then the art robots are Brett Evans, Ian Gibson, and Ron Smith. And the lettering robot is Tom Frame.
3: Tom Frame, you do a great job.
0: Tom Frame is a crazy letter man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, we pick up this issue where last issue left off where Dredd was being attacked by messed up clones. The DNA men made by the new Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, Luckily, he managed to take them down with some help from Walter who, like, dumps soup on them. Um, Which
3: is great. They just scalds them to death and then they get shot like god
0: don't underestimate walter buddy never (laughs) uh, never do that
3: Apparently not. He actually did something awesome.
0: Yeah, so dread then continues the hunt for the evil Dr. Frankenstein and primary clone Dennis, which is still funny because I know a guy named Dennis, and (laughs) this cracks me up.
4: Dennis likes pretty girl. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're trying to escape Mega City 1 through the northern border into Mutiland, which apparently... (laughs) It has like yeah. one of those it's one of those dukes of hazard type like border lines where you kind of cross the line and then the law can't touch you in any way but
3: they went they went into the cursed earth where he definitely
0: had jurisdiction i don't you know who knows that could be like a weird <laughs> a weird tree part of Mutiland. it's hard to tell yeah that's true and he, but along the way they bump into a lady who's a uh, cosplaying as a uh, mystic superhero Zatanna with <laughs>
3: Mabel Crazy Legs.
0: Yeah, took you know, she's got a the tuxedo one-piece bathing suit and the fishnet stockings and stuff. <laughs> um she she faints from looking at Dennis's face and he picks her up and <laughs> takes her along Frankenstein style. Yeah. Dreads like like Frankenstein's like the monster Frankenstein's style, which by the way, I call Frankenstein's monster just Frankenstein because I am I go against the curve. I'm an, I'm an iconoclast. Um,
3: I, I mean, I always do that, too. Whoever remembers the doctor.
0: Well, no, but the actual monster, people say it's Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Let's keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dreads in hot pursuit, but Frankenstein man just across the border. But meanwhile, Dennis trips and gets arrested. When a lady wakes up, she once again screams and calls Dennis ugly, and he freaks out. <laughs> Big problem.
3: Don't don't do that.
0: He uh, he breaks free of the judges holding him um, uh, um, prisoner. He stumbles across the border, grabs the doctor, and the two of them jump out off of the uh, border bridge to their deaths.
3: Saving Judge Dredd a lot of paperwork.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's actually true, honestly. Oh god. <laughs> uh, but so ends the saga of the first DNA man. <laughs> All right, this is a great case file. Two massive stories back-to-back, they don't do this anymore. And continuing our discussion from last time, I'm not sure if I'd give a new Dread reader this case file to start with. Um, if just because I feel like you need a foundation of regular Dread to appre- appreciate some of the deviations from it in the course of these epics, you know, that to make leaving Mega City 1 a big deal to go to the Cursed Earth, or how the judges normally work to make Judge Cal seem unusual, if that makes sense. Um, that said, if you do know Dread, I feel like this volume should definitely be on your shelf. There's, you know, these epics are very important for the history of Judge Dread and definitely just a high point of the lawman's early career. Absolutely. Um, and I hope that you've enjoyed our coverage here. Um, as always you can find Space Spinner two thousand on iTunes Stitch or the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at spacespinner 2000com dot com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner two thousand at gmail.com on the two thousand eighty forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, on Twitter, we're at Space Spinner two K. For everything else, just look up Space Spinner two thousand and we should be there. This show is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardingham, and Zane Kipmiller, and your friends at the 2080 Forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash cradleine. That's our podcast network. There you can support the show and receive a ton of excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2000 AD in the magazine, and even monthly Q&As with my co-host Fox and myself. Then come back for our next case file where, now that we've had all these adventures, it's at last time to establish the setting for most of these stories, Mega City One itself, and for that place to take center stage. No Mega Epics coming up, but the seeds of several will be planted, as we'll learn about Judge Dredd's niece, City Blocks, The Black Atlantic, The Long Walk, and we'll even meet a pair of very important judges, Side Judge Cassandra Anderson, and just plain old Judge Death. I hope we'll see you then on the next case file collection. And until then, Splendid!